Hello. Hoonbert here. It's been a long time, but I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to say that these fucking goons came up with a name for this awards show after recording the whole bloody thing, and regret not mentioning the name during the podcast. So, welcome to the first annual Golden Rocker Awards. Shout out to Lee for thinking of the name. Gobble gobble gobble. Get fucked. Gobble. Yes, hi, hello, uh, welcome to Gooncast, where we talk about random bullshit, and yeah, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Saber0307, uh, James, I'm a hack fraud Twitch streamer, and, uh, once again, I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts. Hi, everybody, um, it's Cat, aka the Attack Cat, dialogue designer by day, uh, writer slash horror artist by night, um, and, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here tonight. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. This is your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester, fantasy and horror writer, and uh, this uh, this episode is going to be a really uh, it's going to be a really good one. A good way to close out a chapter, so to say. Uh it's it's sort of almost our anniversary, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, it's almost there. We're yeah. Almost there. So basically, yeah, so... Yeah, we're all here to talk about our favorite, least favorite, and most disappointing things we experienced in 2021 from a media perspective. Hell yeah. The obligatory end of year lists, although I <laughs> want to stress that this is not restricted to media that came out in 2021. Otherwise, at Correct. least for me, it would be a very fucking barren goddamn list. Uh, it's... Mm. Media first experienced in 2021, uh, similar to the way Donkey does does his like top ten games of the year or whatever. Where it's like, hey, I first mm. played this in 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 this year. This is this is why, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and there's probably going to be some stuff on here that we didn't talk about, and it's either because of the fact that we saw it and it's you know just didn't make the cut, or we didn't see it. You know, like I haven't seen Spider Man. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be on any of my particular lists personally, just because I'm not a big Marvel guy, but whatever. Like, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of shit, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen Spider-Man. I've heard amazing things, but it it's fucked. not going to be on my list. Yeah. It fucks. <laughs> Uh, it will not be on my list because uh, I watched it after a cutoff uh, cutoff period for submissions on these items. And even then, I don't know if it would crack my top 10. But yeah, very enjoyable film. Very good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it someday. <laughs> in the in the aftermath. In the after. When, yeah. when we can put on the gas masks and rise up and take back the surface world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when we find the Hail Ratma. The, the, the world over over overrun with apes and we just scream oh. like Charles Johnson. It's people oh wait, no, wrong Charles Johnson. Uh well I mean actually no, the world is getting overrun with apes, just a fucking stupid digital kind of ape. But anyways, um, Oh my god. Yes. Let's, let's not. Speaking of disappointments, great fucking segue. Hey. Uh, let's start da, with top da. three most disappointments, and we're gonna go in reverse order, so it's gonna be Lee, and then Kat, and then myself. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, um, kind of the format that we're using is adopted from the Magic Show. Shout out Evan Irwin. Um, the way it's going to work is we're gonna work from worst to, I guess in this case, more worst. Uh, but if there is a case of something on our list being ranked higher on someone else's list, 
the conversation about that piece of media will be postponed until it's at the highest point on the list. Uh, an unbiased third party took a look through our three lists Shout out and to Cal. gave us those indicators. Shout out to Cal. Yeah, thank and, you, Cal. Um, and so that way we have little indication markers on our lists of if there's something we need to postpone talking about uh, without knowing anything about what is on other goons lists. So with that being said, I'm going to start with disappointment number three, and that is the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, Lee, um, we are twins. <laughs> that is also my number three. <laughs> Off to a good start. Uh, mm -hmm. Matrix Resurrections. Uh, when it comes to something like this, we'll we'll keep the conversation a little bit brief because if we have an episode on it, uh, hey folks, that's that's just further incentive to go back and check out our catalog, or yeah. or you already know what we're gonna say. Or but yeah, um, please I, I inflate my numbers, please. <laughs> <laughs> we like seeing number go up. Do big. <laughs> please, I'm so um, lonely. Give more eyes. Need eyes. Uh, Matrix 4 was ambitious in that it tried to do something very meta, tried to do something very new and very for this day and age. Mm -hmm. And while I appreciate that it tried to do something new, it dropped the ball on a lot of things that I come to expect from a Matrix film. Awful fight choreography. Yeah. Um, a, a strange choice of character angle with a few a few characters. I don't want to go too much into it uh, because this isn't a spoiler cast. Uh, but choices they made with Morpheus were very eyebrow raising. Um, they took a lot of shots, and I can appreciate they did it, but those shots just did not land for me. So Matrix does land at my number three spot. Yeah, um, same for me because. Uh... Oh, most of what you just said and also the game dev allegory didn't really do it for me um and uh i would also like to take take this opportunity to apologize for continually mispronouncing wachowski in our podcast <laughs> um <laughs> that's that's on me I, I should have, yeah, I should have done better research more research i've only really ever read the name and yeah, that's that's my bad. Uh, most mostly love your movies, but this one just didn't uh, didn't quite do it for me. James. So my number three is the hot topic. Put button thingy of, of Gooncast. It's Candyman 2021. Oh, no. <laughs> good choice. Uh, wow. OK. Oh. All right, we got a we got a Candyman podcast already. Yeah, so, so I'm not I'm not gonna really go too much in depth. Uh, just that uh, I felt that there was a lot of wasted potential. I felt that a lot of elements of the movie were super sledgehammery and ham fisted in regards to what mm -hmm. they were trying to do, especially compared with the first film. Uh, and I generally hated the ending uh mm. because of those 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 two elements strong performances strong cinematography just it was uh surprisingly the for me anyway the the most disappointing slasher film of the year so what we're, what we're trying to say is while all three of us love yaya abdul mateen <laughs> i know i was just 
he's great. He's fucking great. We getting so burned. We just have like some right mixed feelings on a few things no. about him this year. Listen, I, I'm glad it didn't make your worst, James. I personally really liked Candyman, but it also didn't make any of my best lists. So it was, uh, yeah. it was a potential for my worsts, but, Ooh. but there was a lot of other shit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. A lot uh-huh. more. Oh, yeah. All right. Very fair. Uh, moving Lee. on to my number two. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want there to be any kind of uh, any kind of disillusionment about what kind of person I am constructing my lists here and who you find people at home are listening to. My number two most disappointing is Honey Pop 2. Oh, oh that's a good choice. That's a really so good we choice. Are, oh, no. We are, we are digging happened? down. So, uh, for those of you not in the loop, Honey Pop is a popular Steam game. It is a hentai puzzle game that got a lot of traction because of uh, YouTube Megastar Markiplier giving a giving a hell of a run on it. Um, very fun puzzle game, and uh, nothing too out of the you know out of the ordinary from you know the slide and you know match shapes and you know instead of spending lots of microtransactions to get more lives. Instead, if you win, you get to spend time with a harem of wonderfully designed characters. Uh, the sequel came along and started trying to implement new difficulty measures, like a stamina meter and personality quirks that made each girl feel more individualized uh, from each other, but a very unfair gameplay curve yeah, that super fucking didn't make it difficult it made it infuriating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, a shame. I, I, I put 90 hours into Honey Pop 1. Um, and you, Honey Pop you platinumed two, it, right? I, pla- I platinumed Honey Pop 1. Um, oh, yeah. I put maybe seven or eight hours into the second and never opened it again. Damn. It, uh, it, Damn. It, it won't make my worst because it's still visually, it's fine. Um, I've got a lot of love for the series. I, I like it when when the lewds start to make the mainstream and get more like streaming attention. Uh, but this one just didn't do it for me. So it lands at number two. Damn. I remember us discussing Honey Pop because I was a I was a big fan of the first game um, and I didn't ever pick up the second game. And then you discussed the second one briefly being like, I'm playing this. And then we never talked about it again. And I just I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think of it again until and now. was a reason I didn't talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, I, I, I actually just went back and, and decided to sit down and beat Honey Pop 2. And uh, yeah, it was infuriating. Damn, I'm wow, so sorry, guys. Yeah. This guy. Rip. Oh man. I, I decided to really But not myself. on your stream? No, I'm I'd get banned on Twitch. <laughs> uh, Go out in a blaze of glory, Jam. Yeah, that's I mean, it. That's what, that's what I've been saying. The day that I'm ready to get my channel taken down, I'm streaming Bible Black. We're doing go. it. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. I, I, deci- I decided to hate myself even more, Lee, and I did it on incel difficulty. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, my number two is higher ranked on someone else's list. Oh, so. No. so is mine. So James. Oh my goodness. Oh, no. Back to are, we, are we to number one that now? That means my number one is both of your number twos. <laughs> yes, no, it folks. Is. Let's talk about Midnight Mass. <gasps> no. Oh my God. No, that's um. 
That means that's my number one. That means Cat's number two we, is my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, Lee, that's that. Lee, you and I, are, you and I are twinsies a little bit on Midnight this. Mass Midnight Mass is, is my, my number one. It's my number two. Midnight Mass. Okay. 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 Wow. Well, let's all have of a us. chat. Yeah. We have. To, we actually haven't this... talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be. I would love to be the one to give the tidbit of uh, behind the God. scenes information on this one. Uh-huh. Hey, folks. We were gonna have a podcast about this, and the amount of collective apathy we all felt <laughs> just said, "Fuck uh, it." Yeah, we it couldn't really bring ourselves to get hyped to sit down and talk about it this. It started so strong. It, it, man, it is actually also on another list of mine because of that beginning. The beginning was so good and so well written, and. Honestly, genuinely one of the best portrayals I've ever seen of like growing up Catholic, like of Catholic masses and Catholic communities I've ever fucking seen. And then it just like, like, I think we, uh, what is it? Six episodes? We, we started right? to lose a bit interest around episode five. Six or yes. Three, which five oh, yeah, is it was Because when... we, we watched, we watched the first four together, I yeah. think. Yes. And then the, and then the second four. And I just, that first four was so good and so strong. And then the second four was just like, what, where, where's the, where's the show we, I was just watching. Like what yeah, happened? Yeah, it was, it was, they, they did, since it's also not a spoiler cast and we're not going to try to get into spoilers. It just, episode five takes a narrative turn and. It kind of mm-hmm. sucked the the it sucked a lot of the huh. interest that we had out of it. Huh. No pun intended. Huh. Uh, but like yeah. like ha- chuckle, Hamish, chuckle. Chuckle, chuckle, Hamish chuckle. Linklater was so fucking good. Um, oh my god! Yes. God, what was his name? Um, Robert Longstreet, who played Joe Colley, the town drunk, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolute best character. Uh, it, and and like God, the, god damn it, man! Every. Like every character was amazing. I the only two I didn't quite buy was the was the the main the main character dude and the the pregnant lady. Yeah, I didn't buy their. I didn't you think didn't they had a the lot of chemistry. Leads? Oof. <laughs> I I didn't think they had chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of their conversations were a little bit flat to me. Yeah, um, they were both great actors on their in their own right, but together it was just like paint drying. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, like, oh. The scenes where they're with other people, like the, the scenes with Zach Guilford who played Riley in the AA meetings with, with Hamish Linklater, the, the priest, fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. The scenes yeah. of, mm-hmm. of Kate Siegel with um uh the 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 um the doctor were, yes. were really mm-hmm. really good. Wonderful. But the, the sheriff was so good. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the second you paired Kate Siegel and Zach Guilford together, just mm-hmm. all chemistry just dropped, which was yeah, really unfortunate. It was a shame. Yeah. yeah, especially because the ending is so tied into you being, you caring about their, them together was just like, oh. Yeah. I'll, and that, I'll... that ending, we, yeah, we won't get into it, but yeah. Awful. I'll I'll keep my thoughts brief on it, but it it makes my number one because um, it it tackled a lot of subject matter in originally a, a very tasteful way that I was super on board with. Um, for for the listeners who don't know me personally, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, at the time of recording this, I'm two weeks away from my one year anniversary. Um, Congrats! And the series tackles addiction in a very very tasteful and accurate way yes and at about the halfway point of the series 
it just says fuck all that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah it, a little it, bit of a fall from grace. So I, I, I took dropped the ball on that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why it uh, ranks number one for me. <sighs> yeah, that's that. It, yeah, it, it is. A, it is a shame because it's a genuinely incredibly written limited series yeah. that just doesn't yeah. doesn't stick the landing. I, I was yep. I was really disappointed. Hence disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I was very upset since I was a big fan of uh, Mike Flanagan's previous efforts. And I, I haven't seen Haunting yes. of Bly Manor yet, but I, I adored yeah. Hill House. I wow. haven't seen I haven't seen either Hill House nor Bly Manor, and I am like beating myself up over I need to watch them. So maybe those will make the the 2022 list. But yeah, for uh, for now, shout- Midnight Mass just didn't didn't quite hit. Yeah, yeah and shout out to Rahul Khalil. Uh, so it's Rahul Khalil, I, I love you, dude. I, I I want you to be cast as the main character in my book when I'm done with it. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll, uh, hell yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll make we'll make this happen, man. Call me. Yeah, call <laughs> sorry, me, sorry, we're ragging on your uh, your, your latest project, but uh, mm-hmm. your host, you're so handsome. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so, so we have a James, two and one split. Yeah, that means that so your my uh, number your number one, one is is Chris is on number two. Duty Modern Werewolf. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh god. Oh man. Uh, we we talked about Village at length, so mm-hmm. we're gonna try to keep it brief. Um, I love the first half to two thirds of that game, even though like the, 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 the sort of middle chunk slash second third is not quite as strong, like basically like as, as, as the start, obviously. Um, but basically, yeah, the, the second it switches over to Chris, I, it just, I, it was bad. It was, it was, it was bad. Uh, Stupid revelations to try to tie it into the earlier entries, uh, obnoxious hint tutorials, uh, a couple of solid story moments still sprinkled in there. Like uh, elements of the ending still work for me, like the resolution yeah. of Ethan and whatnot. Uh, yes, yes. But I'm, I'm totally down to have a, a main character killed off in a, in a franchise. That's always cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, but good God, but. Yeah, genuinely, I would replay the opening two levels that I played the the, um, you know, Lady Dimitrescu's castle and the and, dollhouse. And the yeah, yeah. I, I would I would replay those levels over and over and over again if they were a standalone game. I just yeah. I loved them so much. And then just nosedive from there. Yeah, it, it gets a bit weaker with Moreau. And then the werewolf mm-hmm. cave is even weaker. And then Heisenberg's, and then the fuck factory. Heisenberg's fuck factory. Yeah. Best character in the game, arguably. Yep. Awful yeah. fucking Agreed. level oh, and boss fight. Yeah. Uh, and oh, then af- after that, it was just, uh, just, just, just a hot mess. Like I totally wanted an origin story for the fucking umbrella logo. Thanks, Capcom. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, I, I obviously don't share the disappointment uh, because it is uh, noticeably absent from my list. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very, yeah, very noticeable uh, shift once you get to the halfway point and you get to the final two lords. Um, you had to make room for Honey Pop too, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Look, I, <laughs> I get it. Why, why is Morpheus nanobots? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah yeah oh man okay so uh with that out of the way the disappointments were uh you know just a little 
a little yeah. dirt on our shoulder that we had to brush away. But we got yeah. some serious grievances <laughs> with yeah. some things from this year. And, and boy, be- before boy, we do we before we get started on that, I'm the only one with a dishonorable mention. Ah, and mm, I want yes. okay, to knock this it. out of the way. Mm-hmm. My dishonorable mention is Netflix's Cowboy Bebop. We <gasps> only okay. watched three episodes of it. I mm-hmm, wanted mm-hmm. to watch the entire thing before we did this list because I do yeah. know certain elements that happen later on that I genuinely hate that I was positive would put this in my top five worst. But I just mm-hmm. couldn't be asked to watch the remaining seven episodes by myself. Every yeah. time I wanted to sit yeah. down to watch it, I was just like, I don't have the energy to watch seven hours of something I know I'm going to hate on my own. So yeah. because of that, it gets a dishonorable mention. Could wind up on 2022 if Kat Lee and I sit down and watch the entire fucking thing. But yeah. I just wanted I mean, to call I'm... that out, put that out there that that I'm down to finish it for sure and maybe do its own our own podcast take on it, but it, it was just kind of one of those things where over break, James would sometimes be like, hey, you guys want to watch a couple of Bebop episodes? And we were all just like, nah. No. no. <laughs> I'm, I, I got to be on fire. I, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, you, well, I mean, to be fair, I also said, hey, you want to watch the good Bebop? And everybody still was no. <laughs> well, no, because that's I'm having Crystal watch. That, I, so I know you have an excuse. I'm yelling at Kat. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's totally reasonable, though. I had to, I had to watch a bunch of other stuff, all right? I know. <laughs> I had a lot of catching up to do to finish this list, okay? I know, but I'm still going <laughs> to jokingly yell at you about it. I know you I'll, are. I'll save, I'll save my thoughts on live-action Bebop for if we do a recording on it. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a very fitting choice that's... for the dishonorable mentions. Yeah. All right, League, kick us off. Uh, This is one that uh, you two don't have exposure to, but for me to leave it off the list would be a disservice to my personal tastes. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to talk music for a second. Um, Back when I was in my early 20s, I was a, and I still am a fan, but back then I was a rabid fan of a group of young Englishmen named Asking Alexandria. They they came over from across the pond with their tight black t-shirts and ripped skinny Mm -hmm. jeans and helped influence the brand of symphonic uh, metalcore that I've been listening to for a long, long time. Uh, They hit the scene with a massive, massive record called Stand Up and Scream and followed it up with my favorite uh, record of of their career, uh, Reckless and Relentless. And then about, oh, five years ago or six years ago, they went through a massive tonal transition, became radio butt rock, and I typically don't hold it against a band when they choose to take a different direction. We all change. We all mature. I'm not into the same stuff I was 10 years ago. Um, but what was spewed out this year is is one of the most abysmal pieces of, of trash I've heard in a long time. Asking Alexandria's See What's on the Inside. Uh, this is a record that was... Uh, suspiciously under advertised which is never a good sign i think the the extent of the promotion for this record was a couple of like weird black and white vignettes on their uh on their youtube page of just like them jamming in the studio with this really moody monologue over it of like this is us getting back to our core this is what asking alexandria fucking is and i i couldn't gun to my head i couldn't name you three titles off of this this album uh, 
this is radio friendly, non offensive quote hard rock that uh god boys what happened to you and uh it's it's not it's not to knock on the boys too bad because a uh, lead guitarist and one of the major songwriters ben bruce had a great point where someone called him out on his live stream talking about the record and he's you know someone said why don't you go back to doing the reckless and relentless stuff and he said well because back then i was uh i was a gigantic drug addict and i was like a violent uh husband like i'm not that guy anymore this is the kind of music that I feel like I, I make. And it's like, okay, hey, good on you. Yeah. I just can't listen to it anymore. Um, that's a shame. Yeah. Massive, you know, and that's not to say that just like the change in musical styling is why I've completely turned on them. They did an acoustic version of one of their uh, older songs, which, you know, is like a cardinal sin to some heavy metal heads. Why would you tone it down? Why would you unplug? But they do an acoustic rendition of a song called Alone in a Room, which is about just sitting by yourself and tackling all the mental issues and hurdles that you need to deal with alone. And that song helped get me through this year. That's a song that helped me deal with these demons I'm fighting. So it's not just about, you know, oh, they got soft, so it sucks. This album sucks because it fucking sucks. Mm. And uh, that was my TED Talk. (laughs) All right. Well... Yeah, I can I can honestly say I've not been exposed to that. I don't have any music stuff on my lists, so because I don't consume a lot of music in terms of media. Yeah, I I, I, I uh, mostly consume music through video games or and and poets of the fall. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, music music. I don't talk about it on the podcast uh, almost at all, but music is the media I consume the most. Uh, more okay. than films, TV, video games, music is what I what I really delve into. So to leave it off of the list entirely would just not have been appropriate. So yeah, no, yeah, throw that one on there. Hell yeah. Um, so my number five is kind of unique uh, because I, I actually have a tie for five. Mm. Uh, I, I couldn't pick between two. And uh, one of mine is higher on someone else's list. So I won't talk about that one. Um, but my number five or one of my number fives is Spiral. Oh boy! So, yeah, yeah. That that, so, that was talk about spiral. That was almost yeah, on my um, list. Good fucking yeah, god. We we have a podcast on it already, um, and I I'm pretty sure you guys can guess which one tied with it for five. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just one of those things where I had I had two two pieces of shit in my hand, and I was like, which one? is shittier shit and i was just like i'm not gonna pick <laughs> i'm just gonna talk about both of them oh. um oh don't so worry yeah. i've got the other one covered <laughs> i think i think i have the other one covered too spiral was basically it was it was taken from saw it was taken from seven it was taken from freaking uh, uh uh fear.com and it didn't do right by any of its influences. Even fear.com, which I'm like, mm, guys, interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I, I love the Saw franchise. It's garbage. Yeah. You know, like, it's out, garbage, out, outside of the first one, but it's it's so fun and how stupid it, and preposterous exactly. it is. And, and it, it has a... It has a it has a vibe to it. It has a you know it was it was somewhat genre defining in a way yeah. to the like torture porn horror, um, and yeah, this kind of just didn't 
do anything for any of that. It's yeah. kind of generic traps, a generic bad guy, you know, Re generic cop procedural. Reusing the exact same, or more or less the exact same plot twist from the fucking previous yep. Saw movie. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's the it's basically the same fucking twist as Jigsaw. And I'm like, God, mm -hmm. Chris Rock, please. I yeah. love you. I know yeah. you can, I know you can act. But why? All right, Jim. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, all my comments already... about all my comments about Spiral are already on that podcast. Sitting through that movie again would be one of Jigsaw's torture devices. <laughs> so. so my number yeah, five, exactly. my number yeah, five yeah. is higher on somebody else's list. Gasp! Oh, all right, the meat and potatoes. All right, Leaf number four. All right, time for me to bitch about something else. Let's go. Number Ooh. four. Number four is Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory. <laughs> Feel the heat. Hell Feel the yeah. heat, Lee. Feel the heat. Feel the heat. Feel the heat. <laughs> heat. Alright, so uh, Give it to us. Kingdom Hearts is my favorite uh, video game franchise of all time. And um, this is a title that I did not play on its, uh, its initial release on the Game Boy Advance back in the day. And uh, once the collection was released on PC, I uh, live-streamed my first playthrough of it. And in the first 30 minutes, you could see all hope drain from my eyes. Yeah, it was rough, folks. Um, it was real rough. Oh, man. Uh, this this game is tough. It it um, it um tries to maintain the uh, third-person, sort of like hack-and-slash combat system of the, uh, of the games, um, but implements a card battle mechanic. Uh, now, I love me some card battles. <laughs> I, I have been playing Magic the Gathering since I was nine. Um, I should not have an individual card for one swing of my primary weapon. Yeah, it's there are so there are <laughs> so many issues with this fucking game. Um, a very unclear tutorial that uh, led me to uh, assume that for about eighty percent of my playthrough that I could just run out of cards. Um which led to some hilarious boss encounters where I just had an empty hand and was jumping around. Now, granted, that one's on me. I found out later that that was a mechanism I was not utilizing properly. Mm. But the the half, I shouldn't say half-assed, but it, it comes off that way. This, this very sloppy uh, combat system trying to combine the classic third-person third action of Kingdom Hearts with this clunky fusion card battle system, uh, summons that are absolutely worthless um an easily broken combat system by having one move in sonic blade that can just be obtained early and used to cheese every single boss in the game yeah you were just using that non-stop uh and i'm not the only one uh and then you you blessedly get to the end you you defeat uh you defeat the final boss and then you get to a credit screen that says, go fuck yourself, loser. Now you got to play again as a different character with a worse deck that you can't modify. Yeah, that was that was my favorite part of your stream, because I I, I wanted to tell you, but I didn't want to spoil it for you. Oh, no, I'm so glad you didn't tell me because oh, I geez. I was furious. <laughs> yeah, your, your 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 reaction of like, wait, I'm only halfway done with this piece of shit. Yeah, it I'm was... pretty sure I'm on some kind of watch list for Googling how to tie a noose. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chain, uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, number four. Uh, great yeah. franchise, terrible entry. Yeah. 
I I don't know too much about Kingdom Hearts, uh, but I did I did watch a couple of I, I watched one boss battle like to completion where I was just like, damn Lee, <laughs> you're you're going hey. you're going way I would have quit two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few bosses that made me think that, so I'm kind of curious which one you tuned in for. But yeah, it's, oh my it's god, I, I don't know enough about the franchise to tell you some long haired dude. Oh, the pink haired guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the final boss of the first campaign. Oh, he's, yes. a, he's a bastard. Yes, yes. And I remember you very... Uh, God, it was... <laughs> it, was, it was a sight to behold, for sure. Check out Lee's Twitch <laughs> to see yeah, yeah, check out Twitch. a bunch of clips. Valley Jester. <laughs> oh, man. So, Cal, All what right. you got for number four? My number four, which I'm kind of surprised... It might be on somebody else's list... Uh, we've already talked about it on the podcast, but it's Halloween Kills. Ooh, Evil dies eventually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was that was going to be on yeah. my uh, my list, but close. again, there was a lot more I hated, and I couldn't be bothered yeah. to be disappointed with it because most of the franchise is disappointing anyway. Yeah, I I think I think for me the reason it wound up on the worst rather than the disappointing list because it was it was kind of a toss up for me on that was very specifically that. Um, the the previous entry, just the Halloween 2018, yeah, uh, felt like such a breath of fresh air to me. I was so excited to see what they would do with this franchise, and then they gave me Halloween Kills, and I was just like, no, put it back. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Well, I mean, we got so, one, we, we got one more movie, and we got another. <laughs> yeah, right, which yeah. yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I won't be happy about it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it just it you know I, I, I we've talked at length already about the about the film, so I won't go into it too much more. Um, but just evil dies tonight. Yeah, just evil dies eventually. Evil, evil dies, dies eventually. Evil dies tonight. And <laughs> evil dies at the number four spot. The only yeah. the only thing yeah. I can really <laughs> the only thing I can really add to the conversation is at least Michael Myers isn't defeated via the power of Celtic runes. <laughs> Is, you know that's you know, true that's true that's why it, it's not number three exactly yeah. <laughs> there are, there are much 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 worse entries to come yeah so my number four is higher on somebody else's list so Lee go oh my, oh my god. god oh my god jam all right uh we'll make this one brief because i've i've talked too much shit about this film already this film is powered by the devil. We got Conjuring 3. Hey! Oh, hey, that was my number five. That's my number three, too, baby. Yeah. Oh, my buddy. God. Fuck this sack of shit. Jesus Christ. Oh. This is a fall from grace film. What a piece yes. of shit. This is <laughs> hot booty. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't decide between it and Spiral, so I just said, fuck it, both of them. Yeah. But... Yeah, this, holy shit. This also almost wound up on my disappointing list. Uh, just because I, yeah, I, I do I like the, the first two Conjuring films so much. <laughs> and then you remembered how angry it made you. Yeah. Well, no, no, it was going to be on uh. both disappointing and most hated. <laughs> That's how much I oh, hated yeah, yeah. A double whammy. A double yeah. whammy. I, I've, I double dipped a couple of times for, for best and disappointing, but yeah, yeah I not worst and disappointing. I kept I kept separate. Yeah, oh, I, I I just wanted to too much bad stuff. Yeah, too much bad stuff, and at least for my 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 number three spot, 
of disappointing. I, I wanted to remind everybody of my hot take that I did not like Candyman, and I'm probably going to get canceled <laughs> for it. Um, I'll but, cancel you for it. For no. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Conjuring Three. We we we. It's kind of squeezed in, I think, to the Alien podcast along the spiral. I don't know. We we did it. Yeah. I, yes. It's we, yes. It was one of those where it was during that period where we were going to do an episode, and then we kept yeah. doing other stuff. And we couldn't, like, uh -huh. coordinate, and they were like, fine, let's just squeeze all this garbage <laughs> into the end of, of another episode. God, you, guys, you guys remember our first podcast where we talked about, like, six fucking things? <laughs> yeah. We were ambitious. In the span, we, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, and it was four hours long. <laughs> in, in, in Not just six fucking things. What insane babies we were. But the, no. fa the fact that, like, half of it was fucking dedicated to Twin Peaks. Yeah, the enti mm -hmm. that entire podcast uh, could have just been Twin Peaks, considering how fucking dense yes. that show was. But yeah, Con it, it really should have. Yeah, could have, would have, should have. But yeah, Conjuring Three sucks, Dick. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the first two are absolute classics, and then this was laughable. Mm -hmm. This yeah. was absolutely laughable. But yet another yeah. opportunity for me to remind you and the viewers that uh, yeah. fucking. <laughs> Fuck, fuck the, the devil. Yeah, the, devil. the fucking devil. That goddamn devil. Oh no, oh no, James. <laughs> Not yet. And, and, don't, and, don't, and, don't, and don't forget, everybody, Ed Warren is the P.T. Barnum of the Catholic Church. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I, think, I think that's why it was number five for me, because even though uh, I like the previous Conjuring movies, I hate the Warrens, so I'm just like, they have tainted those movies for sure. me a little bit. I, I can feel that. I can All right, that. my number three. Yep. So, um, I I would probably have put this on my have put something else on my list in place of this had I experienced it for the first time this year. Um, even though, like, I don't want to be cruel or or you know needlessly mean to one of our very good friends, but um, it it would have been Corpse Party if it hadn't have been for. Uh, James streaming it previously, uh, and us us be us go us ongoing uh, streaming it on his channel for like literally centuries to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll never, never be, be free of Corpse Party. We're never be However, it. we love you, Niku. We love you, Niku. However, one game that I did experience for the first time in 2021 that absolutely <laughs> deserves a spot on the worst list yeah. is Corpse Party's inbred lesser cousin <laughs> me sow hey that's my number five hey yeah. fuck me sow can, can, I, can i just can i just say right mm. that uh -huh. i am so goddamn upset that for yeah. two years in a row i have started back to ghoul with a fucking high school game a high school horror game that's basically made an RPG maker yep. that fucking has distasteful yep. rape. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where you're just like, we like genuinely for the first like 20 minutes of, of us streaming this, we were like, Oh, it's like corpse party, but like kind of better written, like, you know, not as cause corpse party tends to just overindulge and just over describe everything it's just so it's a, no idea what you're talking about it's the ultimate visual novel experience because you just it just languishes in describing a soda for three pages you know where it's just like okay guys move on like get yeah. plot happening 
Um, but so Misao doesn't do that. Misao trims the fat and it's only like a three hour game or something like that. It was, it was like two, three hours. Yeah. Oh, and but what man, three hours. I know it trims the fat and then just like goes. It's like, what if we did Corpse Party, but worse? Yeah, what if it's, we, you it's, know, it's really unfortunate because like it has fun death scenes like the witch's house, which was oh, God. kind of appealing. Yeah. Tonal whiplash. Yeah. And all and over the place. I just I want to I just want to like reiterate, like I, I bought Misao back in 2020 back to goal as a potential because it was on the list of best RPG maker horror games or whatever. Right. And this is before baby James realized that a lot of RPG maker horror games are garbage and best doesn't mean yeah. shit unless it's a witch's house for the most part. And I, I knew yeah. nothing about the fucking game. Right. And mm -hmm. this is now a year after I'd done corpse party and I go, you know what? Let's kick things off with another RPG maker horror game. Why not? So I install it, and then I finally read the plot synopsis for the first fucking time. And I immediately <laughs> messaged Kat and Lee. I was like, this is just fucking Corpse Party. This is just oh, fucking God. Corpse Party. And then we play it, and it's just fucking Corpse Party, but worse. It's just fucking Corpse Party. Yeah, it's uh, genuinely, genuinely oh, oh, terrible. Corpse Party um, while also simultaneously ripping off JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, yeah. For, like, no, you're just like... This has to be a, like this has to be intentional. And I I googled around, being like, did somebody fucking make make mention of this? That literally the killer is just Kira. And I think there was like one other YouTuber that made a joke about it. But I guess not enough people have played Misao, which is a very good thing. Well, Thank I mean, it's, it's either it's either that or people don't care. Because remember how for for i don't know if this is on anybody's lists it's not on mine spoilers but jack uh, jack zack snyder's justice league where i called out oh, that gigantic fucking no. plot hole that that, yes. that happens and i yes. look and nobody is talking about it and then like i don't yeah. know a, a two weeks later you know, after a podcast yms uploads his video on it and he calls out the plot hole i'm like thank fuck yeah. somebody else noticed yeah. yeah yes no i was i was very grateful for that too because yeah all of us were just like wait yeah this is an Am enormous gap are, 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 yeah are, are like, we all crazy did, yeah did 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 they actually mention something and all of us were like talking over it or something but no it's just yeah uh yeah i don't that movie didn't make enough of an impact to make either of my bad no. lists personally yeah, fuck me so. Fuck me so. Not on my list, but fuck me so. <laughs> yeah, you know, James, do you do you have a number? Th my number three was Conjuring. So we're back on Lee. Oh. Yeah. So oh, that's right. There. Okay. Number two. All right, my number two. Um, I've got a little bit of an issue. Um, I can't think and I can't say it. Oh my god. This was another oh, contender. No. Oh, I, I couldn't because I experienced it for the first time years ago. <laughs> yeah, Bye Bye right, Man so was almost on Bye Bye Man. Fuck Bye Bye Man. Oh. Yeah, this, this movie sucks. It's so sucks bad. It ghostly dick. It is it's so bad. Yeah, but, but Lee, sorry, what, what sorry, about... Sorry, Carrie Ann Moss, that you're on our list twice, but girl. Yeah, Carrie, I love you. Hold on, hold on Lee. What um, about the fish giving the guy head? I... That's fucking. What about Gloom Singer? <laughs> Gloom Singer. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I'm not gonna waste too much breath on this goddamn movie. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is a piece of hot trash. I, yeah, yeah. I I'm all about you know the the shitty popcorn horror movie. If y'all know this podcast, we we eat that yeah. shit up here. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, 
this is garbage. Uh, it it's there's no there's no tension. There's no stakes. The mm-hmm. threat is not scary whatsoever. Uh, it's some withered railway hobo and his CG pile of ground beef dog. Uh, it, you love ground beef dogs. I. It's true. Gloom Singer. Yeah, fucking yeah. Well, I, other than Gloom Singer being like the greatest power metal band that has <laughs> never existed. Yeah, th- yeah. I, I don't think it. Don't say it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste our precious podcast time talking about the goddamn bye bye man. This movie blows. Yeah, well, especially because we also bye. we did also we have a podcast. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I think, I think that was one of the few where even we were kind of like, we, uh, we don't have much to say about it. It's just bad. Don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. It, I think we paired that it's up. It's not with, even the entertaining kind of garbage. I, I think we, I, I know one of the things that we paired it up with, but I think we also paired it up with Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Uh, yes. And, and, uh, we don't, I, we don't have that as a list, but Infinite Darkness would be the blandest thing that I saw in the year. <laughs> just because of the yeah. fact that, uh. I keep forgetting that it exists. <laughs> yeah, it would make mo- yeah. it would make like most indifferent. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I was I, I was unfortunate, but very bewildered by by that. Yeah, there were some there were some cool moments I remember, but yeah, yeah. All Ultimately, right. meh. Right. Yeah, fuck the bye bye man, Cap. <laughs> Cap, what's your number two? All right, so um, this is sort of part of a. F- franchise i guess that that i i love and i actually introduced to the goons this year um and then they reciprocated by introducing to me to its live action adaptation well oh, no. hey 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 hey, um, hey that was me you you don't <laughs> lee is blameless in this regard yeah, i'm true. the one who discovered it by accident J- <laughs> yeah it's, and it's, it's my only, number four it's only james who yeah who then got like who was it? Weeb Mama, I think, to like track it down from the depths of the internet. Track down uh, subtitles, I think. Yeah, it's it's the goddamn erased live action movie. Yeah, yeah it's my number. Is. It's my number four. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. So I can't I can't have erased itself on my best of because I experienced it years and years ago. Um, but it's one of the best. Uh, like animes I've ever seen. It's actually it's actually my favorite anime of all time. I think mm-hmm. um, the manga is fantastic. A little bit different. Um, I prefer the adaptation. Actually, one of the few like anime to manga things I I like better as an anime. Um, but still great. And then there's and even the Netflix live action show, while not great, at least it still mostly adheres to the manga and it does a pretty good job of doing that. But this movie, oh my god! <laughs> I could like, forgive holy the shit. first hour and a half of that movie. It's a subpar yeah. adaptation. That yes. last yes. half hour. <laughs> Nita, yeah. Nita, I, I, Nita, I remind you guys. I raged out of the movie for a few. I, I raged out of the movie for a few minutes, where I, you, yes, you guys oh, audibly yeah. heard me throw shit and just storm out of my room, and you're like, "Your James right. okay?" That's right. Said, no, That's I right. was not okay. Oh. It was so fucking bad. It, it was so so bad. The the choices it made where yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, like I'm not usually I don't want to rag too much on the guy. The lead actor was completely miscast. He was way too old for the role. Um the 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 flashback stuff with the kids was just like way too fast. They were trying to cram 
everything about this manga, this anime, into two hours mm-hmm. when it it already pretty comfortably fits in six. There's some stuff you could trim here and there. And the stuff they chose to focus more on, like the, um, uh, oh my god, the uh, Ayu stuff? Aya? Yeah. I forget. I forget her name. The 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 girl in the present, the the pizza delivery girl. He's mm-hmm. like kind of like they chose to make that more in the forefront, which is like that's a bold choice considering she's kind of supposed to be a supporting character that you know more bolsters his personal journey. Uh, and and she was cut almost entirely out of the anime for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, for pacing, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was. It was just. It was such a. Such a mistake. Such a mistake. There's there's a reason it's almost impossible to find that fucking final confrontation on the rooftop. Oh, my God. That's 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 the moment I raged. That's the moment I raged <laughs> out. You're going to fucking do oh my boy my dirty God. like that? Fuck you. Oh, so oh, bad. Awful. The, awful. There, there's yeah. only one <clears throat> positive thing about that goddamn podcast. Or, or that, that movie. And this oh, is yeah. my cue to Hell shove yeah. in. In the YouTube yep. version, Sawada's beard. Sawada's beard, baby. <laughs> baby, no, that's, that's from the that's from the Netflix show, though. But is the, it? the the fake beard is Netflix. The movie has no redeeming qualities. Oh well, I, wow. whatever. Well, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna throw Sawada's beard in there. Anyway. I'm throwing Shout it in there cool. anyway. Just fuck all right. y'all. I can do what I want. It's my podcast. Damn right. Yeah, and yeah, people. If you haven't seen the series Erased, go watch it. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah. go shout, out, it. shout out to shout out to former uh, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, possibly one of the greatest pro wrestlers alive today, who uh, is a massive weeb. And in an interview, was asked, "What should I show a non weeb friend to get them into anime?" And he firmly said, "Erased." Beautiful. Re- oh my god. <laughs> Fucking a, my man! <laughs> you congratulations, Cat. You now have a favorite pro wrestler. I know, I do. Apparently, <laughs> wonderful. So, all right. Without Damn. further ado, mm-hmm. my number two is higher on somebody else's list, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, and I believe it's what? higher because Cat and I. Yeah. <laughs> We have to share this one. We have to. You There's have no to. way. There's no fucking way. I'm gonna be shocked. I'm gonna be shocked. It's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. Yeah. 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 Fear Street's my Fuck. number two. But you're number two. I can't believe there's what? something you hate yeah. more How than How is there that? something you hate oh, more than you that? shouldn't oh, fucking know? No, you should fucking know, cat. Oh, you should oh. fucking know. Uh, oh, oh, okay. This is fair. So yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Fuck. We have a whole street. podcast shitting on this god awful <laughs> trilogy. Yes. Um. Yeah. We already covered a, it. The second has a few redeeming qualities, and I mean a yeah. few. Yeah. But God, one and three are the most. Mm. Uh, I, I, actually, I am ashamed that they were as trending as they were. Yes. Actually, I, I, I will I, say I'm... three. Three. The the. F- flashbacks the 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 yeah. you know time period stuff was not as bad it was it was still bad but like the, devil. All, the dead kids the, were great the, the, di- the, the <laughs> stuff oh, well, the oops all dead kids scene was one yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah i i haven't seen the movie but i can only assume that it's basically the first hour or so of that movie is just diet the witch and that's yes, tolerable. it is, yes. it is. the last yeah, the witch hour which is a fine film the last yes. hour of that fucking movie is yeah. just the Ugh. fucking worst Fuck yes. that trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah Absolutely. If, if yeah, it, it, you can skip 
you can skip Fear Street 1 entirely. If mm-hmm. you want to watch Fear Street 2, just don't. Go watch Friday the 13th instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then if you want to watch or, or uh, like Fear sleep, Street 3, go watch sleep- The Witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sleep maybe away Sleepaway camp. camp for two. Or Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Shit, fucking I mean, I'll take any excuse to look at Anya Taylor-Joy because she's. <laughs> I want to unhinge my jaw fucking, and devour that girl. Oh, my God. Fucking <laughs> watch Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 over Fear Street. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp yeah. 2 and 3 are fucking awful. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. other than... A, a a somewhat problematic, a very problematic ending. Uh, you know, great slasher movies. Yeah. So my number one. Yes. Oh God. Balan. Fucking <laughs> Wonder World. Yeah. There All right. We, go. we haven't given this a proper venue yet. I've uh-uh. briefly Names. mentioned it on the podcast from time to time. Uh, I knew literally relaxed. I knew mm-hmm. literally nothing about this game until I saw just I don't know just some fucking artwork for it. And when I saw the artwork, my first assumption was because I hadn't heard of it, I was like, oh, this must be some Kickstarter game that I'd never heard of. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> um, and then the meme started and the bad reviews started to come in and everybody was dogpiling it and saying this is the worst fucking shit ever now i am a connoisseur of jank i i i cut games a lot of fucking slack it's why i've gone through ill bleed multiple times it's why I've gone through Drakengard multiple times. It's why I've gone through the Ring Terrors realm multiple times. Where I can still get entertainment out of a game that has really shitty fucking gameplay, right? And I saw Donkey's review, and it looked insufferable, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can get some enjoyment from this thing. Let's throw it up as a meme channel point community challenge. And my <laughs> viewers will contribute their fucking channel points and get me to play Balan. And they did. So I spent the 40 bucks and I bought that fucking game. And I don't think I have been as infuriated at a game in a God knows how long. It is so... It's frustrating because I can see a potential good game buried within this thing right I, okay. like few positives i can say is it's aesthetically pleasing to look at and i will say that balan himself has a very striking character design that looks like a fun platformer mascot you know yeah absolutely yeah. Um, it, it, it it just it needs to try and be more spyro like yeah it, it, that's it, what it kind of felt it, like it me. needs to have just platforming challenges and not just <laughs> barren empty fucking wastelands of fucking nothing that are fucking populated with power-ups and enemies that were decided by a fucking computer ai no handcraftedness for the fucking enemy placement or power-up placement or collectible (sighs) placement it's all fucking ai driven which is why it's so fucking bland and then to top it all off, it is one of, if not the most fucking condescending fucking games I have ever fucking had the misfortune of experiencing. I talked about it briefly before about how I I, I, I hate, 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 hate it when the game is just constantly nagging at you and assumes you're a fucking dumbass. It's, it's, 
why the 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 Chris section of Resident Evil Village pisses me off so much, where you have that fucking support character nagging at you about the fucking stupid laser pointer over oh, and Umber over eyes, and yeah. over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And every, laser at it. Every Come 30 on. seconds. It's like, motherfucker, I'm being attacked by goddamn werewolves. I can't. I'm going oh, to die. And Balan, yeah. based on the dev's comments, is specifically designed to be a quote-unquote easily accessible game that kids can play because kids might find it difficult to play a game that has more than one button which one well no, fuck you yeah and it is two absolutely to their not. credit the game is easily accessible when eight of your controller buttons are jump well that, that yep. that's that's my thing is the fact that it, it takes <laughs> it takes the notion because there's it there's this thing that i've been working on I, I need to flesh it out more for for a fucking youtube video essay about accessibility in gaming and i'm a firm advocate of accessibility in gaming give give people colorblind options give people subtitle sizes field of view options Mm -hmm. let them remap the entire controller but there's this there's this loud obnoxious dumb fuck portion of the accessibility crowd that insist that accessibility means dumb everything the fuck down to the point where it's just there's nothing there's nothing there and that way everybody can play it that's the thing i don't even think it's necessarily like that crowd it's just people taking that concept to this like extreme degree degree. yeah that's that's just that's just you 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 fall ass backwards and completely fail to make it a good game for anyone yeah it's and and kids kids will figure out how to press more than one button and they've been playing mario since they came out the womb yeah that's that's, that's part of my thing too is the fact that like fucking mario like mario odyssey is like two buttons at most you have like a punch button Mm -hmm. and you have a jump button right that's Mm -hmm. it for the most Mm -hmm. part and mario odyssey is one of the most fun fucking games you can play in the goddamn Switch because there's yeah. life to it. There's there's it's easily playable by kids, but for anybody who wants to sink their teeth in, there's there's something more to it. There's some challenge to it. There's some all sorts of fun you can have. There's nothing in Balan. There's nothing. Yeah. I I, I I did watch a video recently where some other guy actually took it a step further because to to be fair, I I the second the credits rolled, I quit that game. The game's like, oh, here's 12 new levels for you to play. And I was like, no, mm. fuck that. But according to this other guy, who also hates Balan, the fun part of the game, the actual platforming challenge part of the game, is in those additional 12 levels. So that's okay. I am going to play those for as part of this Extra Life playthrough thing. But uh, it's still my most hated fucking game of the thing of the fucking yeah. year. Maybe of yeah. the decade. Uh, maybe of all time, it outside of maybe <laughs> knack, like in and, and Bubsy, like it is just so. That's, that's a high. That's a high bad. pantheon that it's yeah. chilling out with. It, it is. It is. It is. It is the pantheon. <laughs> the gods of saber. It, it, it is. It is the fucking triple threat of just god awful shit platformers, and, and designed by fucking Bellens. Y- Yuji Naka. I'm sorry that you had to get forced out of your your job at Square Enix for this, but you should have fucking known better, dude. Come I, on. I I adore that your initial reaction to this was, "What's this Kickstarter project?" 
<laughs> like, what is this shit that is literally begging for money to exist? <laughs> that's what it looks like. I mean, there's all sorts of bad. shit that I see, and it's like, oh, like, oh, this is some Kickstarter thing. Okay. Like, I saw images okay. of, like, a hat in time, and it's like, oh, this looks cute. Oh, it's a Kickstarter thing. That's neat. But okay, but these these grievances out of the way, James. What are your opinions on Box Fox? <laughs> I would rather chop off my dick and throw Where, it. In where's the river Pounding Pig? Yeah, where's Pounding Pig? <laughs> pounding. That's another thing. That's another thing, viewers. There's eighty fucking <laughs> costumes in this fucking game, and, and each half costume of them are walking keys. Cost, the costumes in this game are basically your power ups from Mario. So like fucking the Tanuki suit or the fucking cape, or the fire flower, or whatever. So it's like, you, you see that on the back of the box. Wow, 80 abilities! Until you realize that 90% of these fucking abilities are either copy-paste jobs, or they serve no fucking fundamental purpose. Again, there's three ground pound costumes. Pounding pig's only isn't, one of them. Isn't isn't there one that just like turns you into a box randomly? That's box like, you box. Can't, Laura, like, oh, okay. Hell yeah. It, 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 whenever I it love wants, the ones, it just turns yeah, you into a box. I love the ones that specifically are like RNG. The ability just happens and, and you have and no control over you it. You have no control over it. You cannot move when you are a box. And if you are <laughs> moving when you transform into a box, you continue to slide, which half the time results in you sliding off of a platform to your death. <laughs> Not to mention, <laughs> to get these costumes, you have to grind constantly. Oh, God. Who wants to fucking grind in a platforming game? Nobody. Yeah. What the fuck? And, and they cut out all the goddamn narrative and stick it in a fucking book? Because they want to do visual storytelling? And they just copy-paste the same fucking dance numbers over and over again where a girl fucks a fucking dolphin? <laughs> it's fucking nonsense. Oh, I fucking hate this. I'm not okay. going to lie. In our build-up to recording this episode, <laughs> waiting for James to rant about Balan was one of the things I was most excited for. It, <laughs> gives, it gives me life. It gives me strength. I, like, <laughs> like, folks, got to understand, I talk to this man every day of my life. I've heard... I've heard he, he the, 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 the Balan pain. He witnessed the insanity firsthand. It, I... I needed it to be yeah. in this condensed little capsule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, oh, like, it's beautiful. Like a vitamin D tablet of... <laughs> a vitamin, vitamin B. B. A vitamin I, B I've for balance. I've been soaking up the sun, vitamin but... Vitamin D's nuts. <laughs> now, and also, I've mentioned it before. I just want to make this fucking abundantly clear. Uh -huh. If you're fucking listening to this podcast, and you fucking love Balan Wonderworld genuinely, I am unironically happy for you i don't mm -hmm. personally understand it but good on you for finding enjoyment in that game yeah there like he's go. he's gonna rage he's very mad about it but he's not mad at you i, I this is not an nobody's attack. nobody's mad at you for liking a thing it's not an attack on you or your yeah. tastes just like don't this... be mad at us for hating Fear Street. Yeah. Or or God forbid if you hate the erased live action or if you love the erased live action movie. Or bye bye man. Good for you. <laughs> or, or Halloween or fucking whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Alright? Let's just have let's just just I'm tired of this fucking tribalistic bullshit. I'm tired yeah. of it. I think that's the perfect segue to now go into stuff that we loved this year. Yeah. 
let's let's do let's do our love fest because there yeah. was you know we watched a lot of things together we introduced each other to a lot of different pieces of media different mm-hmm. things we loved and yeah let's just let's let's fucking go let's, let's talk about a bit. yeah um, exactly and i gotta say this is one of the most fulfilling years for uh content that yeah. i've I've had in a long time. When I was building this yeah. list, I had such a hard time whittling this down to 10. Me too. And yeah. I think even just like my top five looking at it, I cannot believe I had the pleasure of experiencing all of these in the same year. Same. It's, it's been a fucking trip. And yeah. that being said, my list is so overflowing. I'm going to rapid fire some honorable mentions. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm not I, going I, to get, give them like any time. I just, okay. they, they deserve to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a single honorable mention as oh, well. Oh, then you go ahead. You go ahead and get it out oh, there. Oh, okay. So so yeah, my um again mostly my I, I mean I guess similar to similar to Lee in a way uh who consumes a lot of um music that he doesn't get to talk about on the podcast. Uh, I play a lot of uh, tabletop role playing games in my spare time. Uh, I'm a big D and D fan. Um, I'm I'm big into like horror games i have like a long-running curse of strahd campaign that i've been part of and uh i wanted to give a special shout out to the call of cthulhu ttrpg um because i i i did not experience it for the first time in 2021 um i actually played in a um in a like short campaign uh at the like very like late into 2020 um for like halloween um, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, I want to learn how to run this game. So in 2021, that's when I started running Call of Cthulhu games. And I have run three so far. And every time I, I, I love it more. I just it's an absolutely fantastic system. I love the D100 system. Um, I'm I'm just I'm a huge fan of how they've adapted uh, the mythos as as creatures. And it's a great way to run a mystery uh, it's just it's it's phenomenal. I really someday I'm going to I'm going to like run a one shot for you goons or something. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, I've got the D&D bug biting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, call I, I, I've I've been also experiencing a lot of other um, TTRPGs like I've done. I've done. I did Blades this year. Blades in the Dark this year. I did um, a couple of um, all, again, mythos related stuff. Uh, Delta Green, Fall of Delta Green. Um, but Call of Cthulhu is the one that's just like was going to be in my best of list. I just yeah. didn't, you know, didn't quite uh, didn't quite make it in. Couldn't fit. Couldn't slot it between all of the other stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We always we always got to show some love to the tabletop games. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. So just get my rapid fire out of the way. Um, just what a, what a fucking year for content. Uh, best book of the year was uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Uh, about building mental resistance he's a he's a former navy seal this guy does not fuck around can't hurt me is a fantastic book uh wish upon is a beautiful piece of b schlock that i will continuously keep watching uh erased is one of the most satisfying anime series i've seen in the past decade thank you cat for showing me that uh as well as the autopsy of jane doe which is also my honorable mentions uh shout out to godzilla versus kong which was a fun romp Hell yeah. Uh, the surprising uh, success with me of the Suicide Squad. Yep. Which oh, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, that was a fun one. Uh, I think we f- had 
we thought about doing a podcast on that and it was just it was just basically going to be all of us going yeah it's good go see it yeah so it's, we, it's a good fucking movie which is yeah. why it finds a nice little spot here just getting a shout out yeah yeah uh season four of castlevania was uh was fucking Ooh. marvelous i still need to see uh, season I, four i need to watch all of it <laughs> I, it is it is a fun ride yeah um my my favorite band, uh, Dream Theater, put out View from the Top of the World, which is a prog metal masterpiece. Uh, fantastic manga, quintessential quintuplets. A uh, nice slice of life, little uh, lighthearted comedy romp. Uh, early access, uh, lewd action game, Subverse. Uh, I'm hoping the developer starts putting some more time into releasing updates because this game has a lot of potential. Uh, and the best song of the year is a little band called Nightlife. They just put out their first three-song EP. They have a track on there called New Low. It is what they describe as a fusion of, like, pop-punk soul and just good old bass slapping. It is, it is just a fantastic three-piece band. Uh, and then the one that came very close to making my list, but just didn't quite eke it out, is Welcome to Raccoon City, the new Resident Evil. Oh, yes. All right. Well, so, just had to get those uh, get those nice little mentions out of the way, because what a fucking year for stuff. Yeah, yeah no kidding. So my honorable mentions uh, in terms of fun, garbage fucking movies that I fucking adore. <laughs> Uh, shout oh, out to yeah. Axum and Suburban Sasquatch. Yeah, uh, Fuck yeah. even though Fuck Suburban yeah. Sasquatch did lose me slightly because of a, uh, uh, a little bit of a thing. Uh, uh, yep, yep, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, both of them were so delightfully terrible in terms of garbage, mm -hmm. jank video games. I don't think I've laughed harder than when I played The Quiet Man. What a stupid, oh, stupid Christ. fucking game, and I love it. Oh, uh, in terms of something that was not jank, but was a fun little 80s throwback, uh, I got a lot of kick out of The Turbo Kid, uh, which is oh, sort of like this okay. little post-apocalyptic uh, movie where everybody's riding around on BMX bikes and you got Michael Ironside chewing the scenery. A lot of fun. Uh, in terms cool. of genuinely horrific fucking movies uh the color out of space which i had <gasps> almost forgotten was oh one god. of the first watch parties that we that did one. this year oh my god well i, I, I didn't I, see I had it. experienced it in 2021 so yeah, but I, I didn't see it until great it was movie. with you guys earlier this uh -huh. january uh in terms Fuck of yeah dude in terms of spooky games uh mundon is a neat little mm. first-person indie horror game, and the entire game uh, is is done in the style of pencil sketches, giving it a very unique aesthetic feel. The lead dev uh, sketched thousands upon thousands of actual pencil sketches and scanned mm. them into his wow. computer and then mapped them on the various 3D models. It's a neat little horror game. Uh, Fantastic. Also, on top of that, uh, was something that you also experienced with me, Cat, is Devotion, which is a yeah. lovely first-person horror game by Taiwanese dev Red Candle Games. It was previously previously released a couple years ago, but it was basically banned because China and Winnie the Pooh memes. Uh, but it is yeah. fan fucking tastic. In terms of just quick rapid-fire duplicate shit. Uh, erased the anime and the Suicide Squad. My my sentiments are the same Excellent. as Lee. Nice. And then 
my final honorable mention, and this was going to be on my list, but I decided not to do it. And it is the reason why is the exact same reason as Cowboy Bebop, although it's slightly different. And that is Stone Ocean. I fucking love Stone Ocean. Okay, but it's not finished. But it's not finished. And I can't, I, I, I don't necessarily feel comfortable putting it on there because I, 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 I can't get more of it. Sure. But I, I, it, it would be, if, if I had the entire thing now and, and the last 20 plus episodes are as strong as the first 12, it would absolutely be in my mm -hmm. top five. That's Fuck how much yeah. I fucking loved it. Beautiful. All right. Well, we're gonna kick this. Uh, we're gonna kick this list off with uh, with a wet fart, as my number ten is higher on someone else's list. As is mine. God damn it! <laughs> All right, my number ten is Godzilla versus Kong. Excellent. Oh, okay. uh, this was actually potentially going to be bumped off because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mm -hmm. uh, but because I decided to to not put it on because we only have the, the the first twelve episodes. This is an easy spot. I'm a I'm a big, big, long-time Godzilla fan ever since I was five years old. It's one of the first pieces of media I can remember consuming between, like, that, uh, Universal Monster movies, specifically, like, The Wolfman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has been part of my... Godzilla's been part of my life for fucking forever. I've really been digging what the legendary... what Legendary Pictures has been doing with Godzilla and seeing Godzilla and, and Kong fight. This is our first podcast. I'm going to try to keep this brief. But I'm the type of guy who fucking cries when fucking Mothra popped on screen in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Moth Mama. Uh, Moth queen. Mama is our my queen. queen. It's the only time I unironically said Yas Queen, and I will never <laughs> fucking say it ever again. Uh, it yep. is a fun yep. popcorn romp. It knows it's dumb. It doesn't give a fuck. And it, mm -hmm. even though I prefer King of the Monsters more, uh, it mm -hmm. does fix the problem that some of the other previous legendary monster films had where it kind of focuses a lot more on the monster chaos. Mm. And I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Great pick. Great movie. Um, hoping they, hoping they can uh, push another one out there and we can see another of the old classic monsters. Yes. Get its, you know, Hell yeah. modern day. Give me, here for give it. me the fucking stupid, give me fucking, the, some of the worst monsters. Just do it. Just, just fucking do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Give me Manda. Give me Manda. Give me Space Godzilla. I want a rematch from Final Wars. I want Manda versus Don Fry Part 2. The, yeah, cast oh Don Fry. The, the only, speaking of which, Kat, Kat, you haven't seen Final Wars yet, have you? No, oh, I haven't. All right, That's a good we, we, gotta, we gotta do that. Oh, yeah. Okay, that and Shin right. Godzilla, because Shin Godzilla is legitimately amazing. Yes. That's uh, a great that, yeah. it's, it's, it. That's one of those where I've always wanted to watch it, but like every time I'm like going to rent it, something stops yeah. me uh oh and but, yeah. one last note if we are talking legitimate kaiju i want to see in the legendary universe uh biolante mm. give me biolante Biol yeah biolante is my my second favorite kaiju right behind mothra i feel like if they're gonna do another film they need to have another major threat i say bring in gigan gigan would be Ooh. good very cool yeah all right uh number uh number nine then is uh this is a fun one because this is a youtube channel mm. uh, okay. i have become a gigantic fan uh of a man named josh strife hayes 
Jostrife Hayes is a YouTuber who focuses on uh, MMORPGs. He uh, he has a long-running series uh, called Worst MMO, where he commits to playing a new MMO every week for seven days. Um, oh, no. Has a very fair critique and analysis of of the games, um, focusing specifically on things like um, predatory monetization schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And he got uh, he got a lot of attention in this past year when one of his videos on Amazon's game New World started going viral. And it was highlighted by Asmon Gold, uh, the world's number one oh. World of Warcraft player. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the span of maybe just a couple of months, uh, Josh's channel went from maybe like 70,000 subscribers up to maybe he's at like half a million oh, at this wow. point. GG. Wow. Um, and I'm not one of the OGs. I am one of the many who came in with this new wave, and I am so glad I found this man. Um, delightful sense of humor, um, fancy dresser. He, he's a very uh, he's a very comely man, um, but just very very fair, intelligent analysis of a genre that sees a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. Um. And I love that he focuses a lot of attention on, you know, hey, this game may be, you know, this game may be free, but here's, you know, predatory monetization tactics that are at work here that you should keep an eye out for. Um, Just very smart analyses, great videos, great content. Josh Strife Hayes is where it's at. Um, Cool. I'll check him out. Hell yeah. My number nine is higher on someone else's list. God (laughs) damn it. All right. (laughs) So my number nine is P.G. Psycho Gorman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, uh, if you're unaware, is basically what if E.T. but replace the cute, friendly alien with Thanos, basically, and replace the lovable little child with a female Cartman. Uh, (laughs) it, 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 It is a completely vulgar and profane and violent movie that is so delightfully stupid and a throwback to like 80s cinema like like the type of kids movies that you would see in the 80s except for this is a hard r fucking movie um and it i just i I just found it to be a lot of fun uh especially just the the how completely fucking serious uh, the Psycho Gorman character is and how he'll yeah. go, he'll start to try to go off on tirades about and monologues about like the stuff he's seen and how evil he is. <laughs> and the kids are just yeah. so uninterested in anything he has to fucking say. Um, yeah, I'm I, just dismissive. <laughs> just so dismissive. I love the, the little musical band sequence where the little girl is singing. I'm the heckin <sighs> best. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my, my favorite line of dialogue in that film is, uh, as, uh, yep. she, the little girl is trying to like give him a magazine so he can like <laughs> kill time. And he's just like, petty God. displays of wealth. How can your short <laughs> lifespans allow such narcissism? And she's like, yeah, but look at all the hunky boys. And he's like, I do not care for hunky boys. But then he stares at the magazine for a few seconds and goes, well, do I? And it's just so wonderful. It's 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 probably my favorite joke of 2021. Yeah, it's so good. And and it, the, it did not make my list at all, but I 
Just the yeah. joke makes the your joke list. Is Just so the good. joke makes my list. And, and I was so fucking tickled that the ending credits theme was basically a throwback to the rap song from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, where it's oh just a God. fucking rap song summarizing the events of the movie yep. about Psycho Gorman. And it's just... Fantastic. It's so fucking spot on, and I fucking adored that goddamn movie. <laughs> Lee, you need to watch it. It's it's a lot of fun. I'll get on that one. It's it's mm-hmm. so yeah. much fun. Yeah, you you'd enjoy it for sure. All right. That brings us uh, to my number eight, which will be talked about at a later time. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Same. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. No, man, I I don't have an original. I I have no original bones in my body, at least not until number six. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. Funny, it's the same thing for me. Hey. (laughs) Well, James, how do you have a great Take it off. My number eight is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Excellent. Oh, yay! Uh, Once again, thank you, Kat, for introducing me and Lee to this movie, uh, similar to Erased. Uh, It was was on my radar. I knew of it. I knew it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. very good. I am a fan of Emile Hirsch and Brian Cox. I just never Mm -hmm. got around to watching it. And uh, we we talked about this on a podcast, so I'm going to try to keep this brief. Yeah, we we talked about it on the Fear Street podcast. Yeah. Because... uh, Specifically because part of the twist of Fear Street reminded me of Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. let's let's watch this done well. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to mention or reiterate, you know, in a lot of our watch parties, even when it's something we're enjoying, we're constantly talking shit. There's side chatter. There's heckling. There's riffing. There's all sorts of nonsense going on. And that's how it was for the first 20 minutes or so of Autopsy of Jane Doe. And then we were all fucking basically completely silent for almost the rest of the fucking movie because it is such an absorbing, gripping horror movie that is just yep. genuinely fucking creepy and and chilling and effective use of like a one location movie with a very limited cast while keeping the tension extremely fucking high and that's basically all i have to say about that excellent yeah excellent movie excellent choice and uh since you guys said that uh your number (laughs) number seven seven is nothing for me nothing for both of you my number seven is resident evil welcome to raccoon city yes that's my number nine nay awesome uh yeah uh as as i as i said before i am kind of mad that i like the movie since i wanted to go yeah i went in (laughs) trying to hate it and expecting to hate it oh Uh, god we were like man matrix was such a disappointment like let's get ready for some garbage schlock that we can just rip on in our next podcast and then it was like enjoyable (laughs) yeah i mean i i thought conceptually the movie sounded terrible because mm-hmm. why would you try to adapt two video games at once? Because, I mean, like, there's plenty... You you could easily make a movie out of the first Resident Evil, and you can easily make a movie out of the second Resident Evil. And the idea of yep. mo- merging the two and fucking up the timeline and in- inserting all these additional characters just seemed like a mess. And, sh- yeah, the movie's schlocky as fuck, but it's it's so much fun 
it knows its schlock. And uh, I do want to take this time to rectify something that we forgot to mention in our podcast on Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, Jesus. And that is Justice for Cow. Justice for Cow. <laughs> At the end of the movie, when spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Raccoon it's City not spoilers because every Resident Evil project ends this way. Raccoon <laughs> City true. blows up, and they mm-hmm. they decide to showcase this by a wide shot of the city, and there's a single cow sitting on the field, and yeah, I just, just sat there eating. chilling, and just and chilling. I noticed the city was blowing up, and the mushroom cloud like was yeah. coming, and I just started screaming, "No cow, get away, cow!" <laughs> uh, and and of course the cow is is blown away. And I am very upset yeah. that that cow was blown away. So much yeah, so, fuck you, umbrella. So much so that I left an Amazon review five stars with hashtag Justice for Cow as both the summary title got, and the body that got rejected. That got rejected by Amazon for no real discernible reason. But I then submitted yeah, no, another. I can't, I can't see a reason. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I, based on their 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 criteria, there is nothing mm-hmm. in it that indicates why yeah. it was kicked off. So it's like, yeah. whatever. Uh, so yeah. I, I left a semi-legitimate review while also giving it five stars and then ended it with Justice for Cow. And as far as I know, that review has gone through. There uh, you go. So yeah, yeah. just Justice for Cow. I, I can sleep soundly tonight knowing that I've corrected this. Good, good. Yeah, uh, Kat, All this right. is also on your list, correct? Yes, yes, this is my number nine. Yeah, so. yeah excellent. Yeah, yeah, this, I, yeah, this movie fucking slapped. Yes, absolutely. I I just I had to have it on there because it su- it surprised me so much. Yeah. You know, I came in with no expectations, and it just ended up being incredibly fun. Uh, absolutely flawless casting and directing and acting for the our, our two himbos, uh, Leon and Chris. <laughs> oh, the best oh, use just, of just beautiful, had perfect himbo energy. Yeah, the- I like. I loved Claire. I loved Jill. Wesker was great, even though he didn't go as evil as I needed him to. Um, he was going to shoot the kid. I needed he, him to. He, he yeah, was going to shoot that shit. fucking kid. <laughs> he was gonna fucking kid. Uh, also, the best use of fucking licensed music in the entire goddamn year. Oh, this oh. is one of the most underrated soundtracks of Absolutely. a while. Absolutely. Fucking the crush scene. Crush crush scene one me opening over. with the cardigans mm-hmm. fucking Just so good yeah this is the anyway, guardians we, of the galaxy yeah. of horror film yeah it, yes. like, it, yeah. like if, if you're expecting a serious horror movie yeah you're, you're probably going to be upset no. if if you're no. expecting it to be 100 faithful to the games yeah you're no. probably going to be upset if you no. if, if you're willing to enjoy b-movie schlock and, and yeah and... It, it's definitely a watch it with friends with some beers and or yes. you know yeah. non-alcoholic beers and just <laughs> fucking have a good time yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely uh so is this this bring me to six yes it does, it does. okay uh number six uh the franchise redeems itself with <gasps> kingdom hearts birth by sleep oh uh, my god this is, this wow. is the prequel uh to the original kingdom hearts and uh, sort of sets into motion a lot of events that impact the uh, finer points of the later games' plot. Uh, it is a unique game in that it has a three-campaign system, three entirely different characters uh, running their own storylines that dip in and out of their own, you know, their own uh, levels and continuity. And a very, very well-implemented combat system. I'm looking at you, Chain of Memories. Yeah. Uh, with 
leveling different abilities and combining them in sort of like a fusion style to create new moves, but just handled in such a, a, a satisfying way that, you know, every time you put a couple of moves together, you you, you really didn't know what you were going to get and you were super excited to get the new shiny toy and run out and play with it. Um, this is the creation of some of the more ludicrous plot aspects that are pretty notorious in this franchise's history. But the pros absolutely outweigh the cons. Um, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep was just an absolute joy to play through. Um, awesome. So lands a solid, respectable number six on my list. Nice. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad you got two Kingdom Hearts rep so far on your lists. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Number my six. number six. It, it'll be pretty brief because we talked about it already because it was also on my disappointing list. Ah. Midnight Mass. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think for those opening four episodes alone, it deserved a spot in my best. That was there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought I thought the the atmosphere, the setup, the, you know, the, again, the depictions of addiction and counseling and the Catholic Church just being some of the most like real and raw that I've seen on TV. Uh, yeah, I just I. I if if the show had stopped there, I couldn't have sung its praises like high enough, yeah. basically. Um, so yeah, I think I think even just like probably up until the fifth episode, it's just a study in 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 good writing, yeah. in good TV writing. Nice. So I know I know you know a lot of people complained about the abundance of um, monologues, and really I I didn't even feel that until the last few episodes where it just became that that was that was when it really started to be like okay i I get what you're doing but and for me initially i I just want to chime in on that monologue bit too like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it isn't even so much that there are monologues in the last few episodes or even the amount of monologues it's just the monologues are so genuinely uninteresting or redundant yes Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because because then you have a monologue like the girl confronting the drunk um, about her, oh, like God, after yeah. she's been cured about her injury. Yeah. Holy shit. Which is wonderful. Or, or it any... was like, I, yeah, I was just like blown away by it. like that one in particular was just so brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, like con- contrast that with the final monologue and you're just like, what on yeah, earth or, is going or, 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 on? Like any any of the fucking conversation scenes between the priest and riley in the aa meetings like it like especially the later they get when when the priest Mm -hmm. is just kind of getting tired of the bullshit and and whatnot yes and he even just like breaks priest character and is like no bullshit bullshit tell me how you really feel sort of thing and it's just it's raw and it's real and it's it's Mm -hmm. well written and it's well acted and like absolutely even, even again like we, we were giving him shit uh for his chemistry with the the, the uh, kate siegel <laughs> but like yeah his 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 acting in his scenes when he's reminiscing about the fucking drunk driving accident that that that, yeah. that that got him in prison it's it's raw and it hurts and it's like it's it's powerful stuff so i yeah i i, I can see that yeah yeah excellent yep so James, that's a very fair move. I like I yeah. like putting that on the uh, on yeah the yeah, yeah for, just, just for how strong that that opening it, is exactly. And just there there are so many strengths to the show. I felt like it was really disingenuous just of of me personally just to put it 
as a disappointment just because really it wasn't disappointing until the very end and that left such a sour taste in my mouth but that's fair yeah you know my number six is dune part one Uh, oh my my god oh very nice i i i actually forgot like i i i had considered it and i just didn't like think where to slot it in but yeah dune dune was brilliant dune probably should have been one of my honorable mentions well it is now it's your honorable, honorable yes. mention there you now. go it's an honorable mention for me for uh, sure because my god yeah it's it's tell us about it jam <laughs> it, it's not perfect but it's damn close i think and it is just awe-inspiring and visually impressive and strong performances all around and and i'm just genuinely thrilled that more people get to experience the joys of spice and sandworms and and this saga and i i my only regret is that because of this fucking pandemic i couldn't see it in imax because mm-hmm. this yeah. is definitely yes. a movie i out of every fucking movie i have watched this year this is the mm-hmm. one i regret not being able to see in theaters yeah uh, i i believe we talked about it on the on the on the podcast for dune but yeah goon (laughs) um but i totally agree and i really hope they consider a re-release when this the part two comes out absolutely just just like you know playing playing part one in theaters again so we can do like a double feature absolutely and uh, that'd be wonderful once we can go outside again yeah and and i uh yeah I i fucking love this movie and I, I still want uh, to, to do a watch party and maybe we'll do a podcast on it, too, of the David Lynch Dune, since we all like David Lynch and now we all like Dune. Uh, we need Sting and a Speedo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, may, maybe we can also do it as a double feature with that whole uh, documentary of Jordawaski's Dune as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been curious cool. about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still have not watched that. I, I really want to because everything I've read says it's 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 a fantastic and super interesting documentary. And the bits and pieces mm-hmm. I've read about the production of Jodorowsky's Dune, I, I wouldn't necessarily say a good movie would have come out of it, but it mm-hmm. is a an incredibly fascinating look into the mind of a madman. Uh, and and brief uh, <coughs> brief side note tangent uh, about Jodorowsky anyway, since it's kind of related to Dune. I don't really have any experience with him as a director outside of the fact that he made a movie called El Topo. And I'm bringing this up because El Topo has a very important role in my life. Lee, I might have told you this story before. Uh, Kat, I don't know if I've told you this story before. I feel like you have because I remember you mentioning El Topo. and Many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> please, please tell. Many moons ago. When when I was a young lad, this isn't this isn't the vegetable one, is it? Yes, it's the vegetable. Oh one. my god! Okay, yeah, many, I know this story. Okay, many moons ago, when I was a young lad, I was returning some video game or movie at Hollywood Video, and right next to the drop-off box was a copy of El Topo on VHS. Now it didn't have the Hollywood Video label on it. It it was just sitting there. So curious young lad jams picked it up. And decided to take it home because why not fucking free movie who cares i'm I, like yeah. i don't know 13 14 years old who gives a shit and i read the box in the back of the box and it promises violence and sex and nudity and and what 13 14 year old boy 
doesn't want to see some violent, weird western filled with nudity, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, damn right. I never get around to watching it. It becomes a running joke with me and and my circle of friends that I have this VHS tape and just just whatever. One day we're going to sit down and watch it. And that day finally came about 5 years later. And the first 30 seconds of the VHS tape were all topo. And and we <laughs> see a man riding a horse with a naked boy and the boy is presumably his son and it's weird as fuck and we're like the fuck all right yeah sure then after about 30 seconds it cuts to home video footage of a man inserting various fruits and vegetables into his asshole (laughs) and jesus christ and AJ was there, by the way, Lee. AJ was there. Oh, of yeah. course Frosty was there. We're, we're all fucking sitting there, and we're like, what the fuck is this shit? And everybody's like, oh James, what the fuck are you doing? Why did you do this to us? Like, I have no idea. I've never fucking watched this tape before. This is the first time I'm seeing it. You've had you've had this movie for five years. This cursed video tape, absolutely cursed tape in your house for five years. And and we fast forward to see, okay, does it cut back to the movie? <laughs> And we fast forward through all two and a half hours of this shit. No, it never does. It's just a two and a half hours. It's a two and a half hour video of a man inserting fruit and vegetables into his asshole. And then also using a penis pump to pump up his testicles and penis to like the size of a two liter bottle of Coke. And also masturbating, I, I and we're just like, kept watching the fuck it. is this? Yeah. On fast forward, we were like, it has to go back to the movie, right? It has to go back to the movie. And then we downloaded the movie, the actual movie afterwards. Uh, oh, and it was the same thing. No, <laughs> we we just confirmed that like the movie exists, you, you, and then we didn't watch the movie. We just of went off and didn't. I think we played you Halo instead. We never instead. watched the movie. No, yeah. we, we can never watch the movie. Watch El Topo. We can never watch the movie again. And the best part about this was that then six months later, I had a birthday party at my house, and I had a bunch of my friends gathered together. And I threw on El Topo, just as a prank, <laughs> just to get everybody's reaction the, to this. The real one? No. Oh, my God. VHS tape of it. God damn it. I, 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 st- I, I still have it somewhere in this house. Do you really I was about to ask. It, look, it is, it, is the one, it, okay. is, it is the one copy of it in existence. James. I don't, like, it, like, it has to be preserved. All right. That's is... gonna be that's gonna be how your your Twitch channel ends. Will be will be El Topo uh, yeah, viewing of is. El Topo. I I, I, I think is. if I can't remember if he actually did it, but at one point a, a buddy of mine who who I knew in college uh, wanted to take the tape and and rip it onto his computer and then upload it as like three hundred to the internet. <laughs> uh, I don't think that happened. But yeah, no, uh, so, like, yeah, that's that's my one. So anyway, Dune was great. Dune was great, but I, I just, oh my god, I just wanted to bring up that story aside. because because I don't know when I'll ever get to mention that story ever again. Uh, You're gonna mention it when we talk about Jodorowsky's Dune. No, I am not even you going know to. You will. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Oh my but, god! Yeah, El, and El Topo oh. has been a reoccurring meme and joke within oh my circle god. of friends ever since. Of this, like, <laughs> of course yeah, it has. Because again, uh, how do you forget something like that? How how how, how do, do you, you forget? You can't. You can't. It's impossible. That's magical. 
Well, uh, speaking of inserting uncomfortable things into your ass, <laughs> my number five. God, okay. Uh, it's Chris on duty, modern werewolf. Oh hey, my god, that was my number ten. What? what, right. what? I I, I oh. thought you were going somewhere else with that. No, nah. gotta get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ari I think he wants to insert um, yeah. in his asshole. Which, okay. uh, this is interesting because Wait, Ari Village is one of the ones that climbed higher on my list after mm -hmm. I played seven. Mm. Uh, so I, I uh, so RE seven is is a first time uh, first time experience for me this year. Mm -hmm. Wonderful game, enjoyed my playthrough of it. Um, plan on doing a couple more to do some achievement cleanup. Yeah, and it only made me appreciate Village more. Um, I think that seven seven has such a powerful reputation because of how deservedly groundbreaking it was at the time. Yes. Yeah. It it. It yes. emerged on the scene and and Jack came up to the dinner table and flopped his moldy dick out on it and went, look at it, boy. And we looked at it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, it, and okay. we understood. It brought back classic survival horror to a yes. modern audience. Because like, yes, I, I, I've seen a lot Absolutely. of people. I've seen a lot of people. Shit it really on seven. pulled back from six. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of people shit on seven because it's in first person. And go, mm. it's not a Resident Evil game because it's first person. And I'm like, bull, bull, so, bull fucking shit. It's core design is mm -hmm. so fucking close to Resident Evil 1 with the Metroidvania aspect to yes. it. Yes. I, I, my first experience with the Resident Evil franchise, actually, was playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. Oh, and wow. That was like amazing that's that's i think part of the reason why seven has a very close spot in my heart because that's, that's actually a that long, experience was great that's actually a, a still a long overdue stream for me since i've never done seven in vr i was supposed <sighs> to go over to cat's house and play yeah, it in vr are. because she has psvr and then COVID. Yeah, i do yeah well there's the yeah 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 but that'll, that'll I, happen in a future eventually <laughs> but, um, someday yeah, I, I I think that everything Seven did, uh, Village just doubled down on. I I adore, I adore this fucking game. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does go through a a big shift about mm -hmm. halfway through. It's mm -hmm. it's you can't argue the fact that Castle Bematresk and uh, House Beneviento are by far the best parts of the game. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that, that those two in particular are why it made number 10 for me. Yeah, this is, is a powerhouse first half of a game. Moreau is a little bit of a bump in the road, but that's okay because he's he's the best. Um, Moreau's, Moreau's he's a good the best. Lad. I'm the best. <laughs> um, the fuck factory is dreadful. Mm. I, I try to give it some leeway, but the fuck factory is dreadful. Yeah, if that if that sequence awful. were more engaging it would be this would rank a little higher on the list um but just tonally i i adore what it did um it it hits so fucking right when it hits um i yeah. just think it needs a it needs a little extra love i mean seven had a lot of extra additions come in after the fact with multiple game modes and expansions and extra mm -hmm. features and so far we've got mercenaries well it is it is getting dlc yeah. they did confirm they're doing it a single player dlc uh and that's that's actually one but uh, we, i don't think we talked about it on village I mean, the, our village podcast lee uh one of the big things that kind of bums me out is the fact that mercenaries is back to being single player only 
Yeah. Yes, I, I really wanted was, to do mercenaries with Cat or with anybody. Yes, because yes. that was that was the main I reason done the why fuck I got some mercenaries. Exactly, that was the main reason I did not plat uh, RE eight. I am I am literally it's, one trophy away, and it's, it's the, the same uh, one for me. Yeah, yeah I, the only trophy I haven't gotten. I yeah, I, haven't, I, just, I I refuse to learn a whole new game mode by myself. That. I would rather be playing with James or you. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched. I watched the the playthrough guide of like how to platinum uh, yeah. mercenaries. Yeah, and the later stages of it can fuck right off. That's what I yeah, hear. Absolutely, I, you I, have I, to play the hide and seek game with the doll while fighting monsters. Oh like, God. go to hell! I, I haven't, no, I haven't, absolutely not. I haven't even touched mercenaries yet. I I will at some point. It's a long overdue stream, uh, but I'm not looking forward to it just because. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing that I'll, I'll say stopped it from being a little higher on the list is Village of Shadows is the most unnecessary difficulty I've played in a long time. God, oh my god, yes. So I absolutely would never have played it if not for the like infinite magnum and yeah. Yeah. fuck the Heisenberg fight on Village of Shadows. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Christ, that in yeah. particular. It. But um, it, everything else I thought was wonderful. Ethan has become one of my favorite uh, Resident Evil characters. He's... He's just a man on his quest for soup. I mean, he wants to get his daughter back and everything, but mostly he just wants a good pot of soup. He really does. Damn right. He keeps getting taken from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ari Village, number uh, number five. Fucking stellar game. Yeah. Nope. All right. Uh, my number five is my last hashtag. So okay. higher oh, on somebody's list. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm actually kind of surprised it made somebody else's list, but I'll talk about that when we talk about it. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. My number, Damn. my number five is uh, speaking of Capcom survival horror, Haunting Ground. Oh, oh shit! Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, it was a game that I had always wanted to play, but I never got around to buying or playing in my youth. And then mm -hmm. when I wanted to finally get around to buying it, used copies were like three hundred to eight hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spend $300 to $800 on a used copy of a PlayStation 2 game because I don't have that kind of disposable income. Uh, I had been mm -hmm. meaning to stream it. I wanted to stream it last year for back... Not last year. 2020 Back to Ghoul. Didn't get around mm -hmm. to it. Um, finally decided to 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 bite the bullet and, and go through it. And... Man, holy fucking shit, I really liked that game. Uh, it's sort of a spiritual successor to Clock Tower. Uh, yeah, yeah. Specifically Cl Capcom's Clock Tower 3, where it's like you play as a young woman and your mm -hmm. your goal is to you know solve puzzles and, and navigate the environment while being chased by crazy psycho pursuers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. That was it was a very fun, I kind of I sort of guessed. Co-anchored yeah, for, the for ones, yeah. the first couple, yeah, and that was it was a blast. It looked so fun. Yeah, the, the music, the music, music too was so really good. good. Yeah, and like, and it it hearkening back to my worst list of Misao, <laughs> this game handles like the fear and horror of of sexual objectification and sexual assault well. Like, yeah. It, it 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 is not that like yes the main character is is wearing a a skimpy ish outfit but it is not by her choosing it is it it has a narrative justification that this is an outfit picked yes. out for her yes. by the villain 
and and all mm-hmm. of the fixed camera angles and elements of the cinematics just make you feel like you're just being fucking preyed upon like by some peeping tom and mm-hmm. it, it just mm-hmm. really adds to the creep factor and the horror and and just it it, it is yeah. it was really well handled and it, it doesn't shy away from it it is like no this is a horrible fucking thing mm-hmm. uh it and on a, it's it's making you feel horrified but not in a yeah not in a misal way <laughs> not in a, a misal way where it's it's a Let's put it's it that a, way. it's Thank a God. badly handled plot twist no this is a core theme of the game objectification is a core theme of this fucking game and it's mm-hmm. it's horrifying and it's disgusting and that's how you're supposed to fucking feel and on on like the brighter side uh you get a fun dog friend who is just the yeah. absolute best uh and it's it's it it was just a hell of a lot of fun and i'm so glad that i finally got to experience it uh capcom please fucking goddamn remaster it and release it on fucking other goddamn <laughs> platforms so i don't have to fucking spend 800 dollars to own a goddamn copy yeah goddamn all right yeah. excellent number four okay number four <clears throat> Uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tap into that music van one last time. Okay. Uh, best record of the year, and uh, just such an uh, an outstanding, uh, outstanding achievement for this for this band, uh, and it fits nicely into our our generally like horror themed uh discussions here. Uh, Ice Nine Kills with the Silver Scream Part Two. This is a band that just kind of came into their own a few years ago with the Silver Scream Part One. Um, they are a cinematic metalcore group that, uh, with, starting with an album called Every Trick in the Book, adopted a theme of having every song on the record uh, be about a certain topic, very concept album style. And that one was about uh, famous literature. Oh, and yeah. starting with Silver Scream and now followed up with Silver Scream 2, every song on the record is, an, is uh, a dedication to a famous horror film. I think you and mentioned that to me before. Yeah, I, I brought I brought them up. Uh, I just I think in passing on one of those. What have you been up to this week? Uh, yeah. Closers to a podcast. Yeah. And uh, now that I've really digested it. Um, Silver Scream 2 is just a, a fucking achievement. The band has really come into their own and developed this unique uh, theatrical sound. And they have homages to uh so many classics. The big closer, Farewell to Flesh, is uh, is a Candyman track. Uh, Assault and Batteries for Child's Play. Uh, I believe the one that they're getting the most recognition for right now, Funeral Derangements, is for uh, Pet Cemetery. It's almost like a fun game for horror nerds if you just like look at the track listing for the record and you try to figure out what each one is. No, oh, nice. Uh, and they spoiled us with the uh, choice for a single and music video, Hip to be Scared, which is their American Psycho track. Love it. Which oh. uh, halfway into the slamming metal portion of like the, of the bridge, it's getting to this big breaking point. There's about to be a about to be a breakdown. And then it turns into a knockoff of Hip to be uh, Squared by Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> Wonderful. Where, Fantastic. Uh, where the singer uh, Spencer has a. Uh, a discussion with the singer of Papa Roach. 
Have you heard Ice Nine Kills? No, not really. Their early work was uh, was a little too seen for my taste. And when the Silver Scream came out, they really came into their own commercially and artistically. Like they just go into the scene in the middle of this fucking song. Amazing. Yeah, these these it. guys are they've blown up in the past couple of years, and I'm so fucking happy for them. They uh. They were a smaller time band, which uh, they had one of my favorite song titles of all time, which is uh, the fastest way to a girl's heart is through her ribcage. And uh, they are just they're continuing on this path to greatness. Ice Nine Kills the Silver Scream Part Two is the best album of the year. And this is a year where I had New Dream Theater come out and it finds a nice little spot at number four for me. Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right. I'm not going to talk too, too much about my number four, because I believe we have a future podcast for it planned. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a I have a small story um, for this one. Uh, in earlier in 2021, um, I had uh, actually this was just this was right after I had gotten my second uh, COVID shot. Um, the first one, like, you know, I reacted okay to the second one knocked me on my ass. I had like bad headaches, bad flu, like symptoms. It was, it was rough. Um, so I took, I took a weekend and just kind of, you know, was spent healing, you know, better than COVID being, being healthy. Um, and, uh, my lovely now husband, then fiance, um, decided that, okay, cat you're you're in a really rough place right now let's do something low-key and just like you know put put something on in the background for you to watch that like you know <laughs> I, I don't know we can just we can just have on and enjoy something while you're while you're recovering while you've got ice packs on heating packs on and you know just just trying to get through essentially the flu i'm so sorry um, for cackling i i just i know what I'm <laughs> no 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 uh, yeah you know what's coming uh because this is actually something james had been Sort of pitching to me. <laughs> I had been whining about it for like four Bothering fucking years. Bothering me to watch. Yeah, so hundreds of episodes later, I am a big fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, it ended up just making my four because holy shit, that this series is like everything. It's such it's a fucking Anything ride. you could possibly want. Uh, there's so much brilliance about it, so much insanity. Uh, it's just, it's so much fun. And I just, I could not stop once I started watching it. So many himbos. So many himbos. (laughs) So many hot villains. Yes. Yes. I never, never thought I would pitch, uh, I would pitch, uh, ancient Mayan stripper vampires to anyone, but. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, just absolutely brilliant. I am so excited. Like Stone Ocean, uh, just the first 12 episodes. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jolene is already my favorite Jojo, and I cannot wait for more. She, 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 she's she, great. She, she's great. She barely edged out. Uh, um, uh, what's his face? Joseph. Josuke. No. Oh, Josuke was your favorite. Oh, Josuke okay. is my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's a good choice. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jos- Joseph's a close, a close third now. Yeah, but, I believe yeah. James and I are both uh, Team Joseph. Yeah, yeah. 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 Young, young, Fair enough. <laughs> young Joseph is such a piece of shit. And I love him. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> He's such <laughs> He's a fucking best. scoundrel. 
but we 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 will definitely talk about this more in an extended yeah. podcast once Stone Ocean has fully dropped. But what? I just wanted to it, it had to make my list because fuck with <laughs> and I'm saying this now with, fu- with with fucking Niku. We're getting him on the podcast for fucking Ab- absolutely. Joe absolutely. Oh, and the music. Oh, Holy God. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Every Each. every new OP, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I remember I will listen to you a hundred times. <laughs> I, I remember during our erased watch party and, and you were mentioning like, yeah, erased like kind of like foreshadow stuff in the uh-huh. OP. And I'm like, yeah, JoJo's does that too, to an obscene <laughs> fucking degree. <laughs> yeah. And then it yep. fucks with yep. the OP and you're like, oh, erased fucks with the OP. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're oh. going to love JoJo's. Oh. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. oh god! And the licensed music uh, end credits, like fucking roundabout. Oh, and, so good! Uh, Walk like an Egyptian, last train home. I want <laughs> you, freaking you. you, the fucking weirdest goddamn choice. But you know, oh. Chef's Kiss. Why oh, not? Chef's Kiss. Yeah, so and, good. Yeah, it's it's fucking delightful. Uh, but yes, this yeah, will be I'll, a future. I'll podcast. withhold a lot of my. Uh, yeah, I'll withhold yeah, yeah. a lot of my jo- gonna... my JoJo comments for. Uh, mm-hmm exactly to the pod but i'll just say it's it's a testament to how strong the franchise is as a whole that like Mm -hmm. every part there is no weak link they all are good at something like Mm -hmm. the fact that my favorite jojo is from part two my favorite joe bro is from part three and my favorite villain is from part four just as like they all do shit super well yeah yes yeah it's I, I, I likewise I, I don't want to get in too much uh outside of the All fact my favorites that, are from four. <laughs> uh outside Oops. of the fact that um JoJo's is a very deeply personal series to me, even though I just got in the bandwagon very, very late. I've already told Kat this story. I'm not going to say it here. I'm just gonna save that for the podcast when we do talk mm-hmm. about it. But uh it it I I'll I'll just say it got me out of a rough place and, and I fucking yeah. adore it and I am that's why I pitch at everybody and I whine at them endlessly about it. And nine times out of 10 people just go, fine. I will watch a little bit of it to shut you the fuck up. And then the next thing they know, they they've binged a hundred episodes in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's, oh, that's about how Damn it happened. Right. <laughs> All right. Fucking yeah. That's a, that's a strong, uh, strong that's entry strong on that forward, list there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. I, getting down to it. Damn. I think my number four is an equally strong entry, and that is Malignant. Yes! Yay! Yes! That's my number seven. Aye. Maligma Balls. That's Maligma also my balls. number seven. Aye. Beautiful. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Gotta make everybody's list, man. We did That's a po- podcast about my it. My favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Same. yeah honestly. Um, yeah. Did a podcast about it. We'll keep it brief, but. We, I think, I think it's safe to say we all went into this movie with zero expectations, just based on how terrible horror had been throughout the entire year, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, and because the trailer looked really, really bad, mm-hmm. um, and then it turned generic, in, yeah, and then it wound up being wonderful B movie schlock with a fucking goddamn big budget. Ah uh, damn, yes, and it, I, it just like, went in so I, many. I said it on the. I said on the podcast, I can't believe James Wan got my letters. I, I can't believe this movie got greenlit. I, I can't believe that yeah. this this movie exists. Uh I, I don't I, I, I'd say maybe like I mean if you if you if you if you listen to the podcast, we spoiled it before, but I, I don't want to spoil it here, but like 
I wouldn't necessarily say that it, it, it will completely surprise you since I jokingly predicted the plot twist about 15 minutes into the movie as we yes. were just theorizing what the fuck is going on. But this is one of those movies where when my, when I jokingly predicted the, the plot twist, I was not pissed off. I was thrilled that the movie yes. went in such a batshit fucking direction. Yes, exactly, exactly. It was a, oh my god, are they going to do this? Not a, oh, it's going to be this thing. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, god. It, it, god damn, what a beautiful fucking goddamn. Yeah, this movie's movie. delightful. If I, you want to hear us, like, wax poetic about this thing for an hour and a half, yeah, go watch our episode on it. We we love this shit. This movie is <laughs> so fucking good. I, it, it's, it's yeah super just, super strong number four jam yeah just watch it we're getting yep. down we're getting down to the top yeah. top three yeah, baby. Yeah. we're at top it three all right. all right these these three were so hard to number yeah this was really difficult um but i'm feeling uh, one of them is gonna be the one that i was a tough one uh number three is other side <gasps> Okay. Other side Uh, is a turn-based action tactics game that has a whole lot more going on under the surface. Um, It presents itself as a post-apocalyptic team of silver-haired, beautiful women fighting nightmarish creatures and trying to save the world. Uh, But what it's actually a story about is overcoming mental trauma and moving on from the past. Um, The main antagonist of the game is a being called the child. And the encounters that you're facing throughout the game are manifestations of his, uh, his trauma, his abuse. Um, He's a young boy who is cursed with immortality and has contracted the plague. So he's ruthlessly studied by plague doctors who know that they don't need to pull any punches on how they pull him apart to try and understand the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he's thrown into the care of of a deacon who is mentally and physically abusive and keeps him locked up in a cellar. Uh, and the one person who shows him any sort of love is is the deacon's maid, who as soon as the deacon discovers that she's taking care of him, throws her into the cellar so that she catches the plague from him and the child has to watch her die because of his curse. And his his sadness and his his suffering manifests itself into this apocalyptic scenario that you have to confront. You're not just fighting monsters. You're helping this kid's journey. You're helping to cure him of not just a, a physical malady. You're trying to heal emotional wounds. And this game, this game lets you know through a system of traits and scars that your characters, your daughters acquire that it's the people who have scars on the inside that are the most powerful. We're not perfect creatures. We have to come to terms with the things that have hurt and shaped us. And those are the things that make us more powerful. Damn. Other side is a fucking 
masterpiece. Nice. Where's my video essay, Lee? Yeah. Uh, my video essay was on a laptop that was stolen two weeks ago. Oh, no, fuck. Christ, are you... Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, yeah, so for, yeah, hey, hey yeah, podcast uh, listeners out there, uh, that other side essay that I was talking about for a while, it <laughs> no. got stolen oh because uh, the Valley Jester doesn't believe in the cloud because uh, he's oh. old and the uh, only clouds he cares about are the ones in the sky that he yells at. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so, so I'm sorry, starting man. from square one on that uh, okay. on that project. But honestly, it's a testament I mean, it's, to the game. That and it's going to be glorious when you do bring it out. It's now a, it's draft two. It's a testament to the strength of the game that I still have the drive to do it. You know, yeah. It's not a project that, you know, it got taken away from me and, oh, man, oh, it's gone. I don't have the, the luster for it anymore. Mm-hmm. No, this this game has a message and it needs to be heard. Um, Damn. Powerful soundtrack with uh, great guest features. Halicene, who's a, a, a very successful YouTube artist um, and the greatest song on the uh, on the soundtrack, the child song. It's a, a banger of a boss theme featuring the front man of. Uh, Periphery is a progressive metalcore group. Mm-hmm. Fucking outstanding soundtrack, gameplay, visual aesthetic, uh, balanced play. Very difficult, but in that rewarding way, it's very darkest dungeon. Um, it's 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 nothing short of perfect. So, um, so yeah, this this is this is interesting that I, like all three of these these uh, top choices I would classify as ten out of tens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other side is is a masterwork. Awesome. All right. Um, so my number three uh, was a yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It, it was it was definitely a struggle to get these top three kind of like picked out. Um, but so twenty twenty one, I kind of got a little bit more into um, manga reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just I just kind of started picking up some stuff that I had like fallen by the wayside and just just you know sort of like i wanted to get more into it and i just never had or there was like a series i started and didn't finish um and uh of course me being me i started with horror and um i would be remiss to not include uh a manga i experienced for the very first time uh in 2021 written by the horror genius junji ito oh fuck yeah, so censor oh, no. is my oh. is my number three. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've read it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this was it's a it's a book about a girl who goes uh, on a hike and discovers this weird village um, mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, in the middle of the mountains. Uh, and it seems like they've been waiting for her, and it's this village covered in these strange golden threads, and everyone in the village can psychically talk to one another and they have some very strange connection to some ethereal being and mm-hmm. while she's there they decide to try to commune with this being uh and they reach out deep deep into space and something else talks back uh and from there the book just goes in an absolutely insane direction. There are so many twists and turns and reveals, and you slowly realize that this girl did not just happen upon this village, that everything is connected, and, oh man, it's it's a trip. It's brilliant. I 
in addition to that, I also finished, um, I, I had experienced the first part before, but I finished Uzumaki. So that was oh, what excellent. like started me on that, that journey. So, I mean, and, and, you know, I've read so many of his short stories before. Uh, I also read, uh, Ramina for the first time. Oh, but excellent. Okay. That one did not make my list because I think of the two sensor was stronger. Um, just in general, but Ramina is also great. I just like, wow! I sensor blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, Ito, Ito's got such a fucking distinctive style. Absolutely. And sensor is one of the ones that I haven't gotten around to yet. But mm-hmm. I think you've definitely uh, you've piqued yeah. my interest with this yes. one. Yes, I'll, gotta... I'll let you borrow my copy if you want. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, but you know, right. like also, also always support artists. But you know. It's right. it's good. It's brilliant. Yeah, I got I got to throw out a mention to uh, I've been I've been packing a lot of orders for work and mm. uh, I kept running across copies of a book that I didn't even know came out. But holy shit, I, I need to read this. Uh, Junji Ito wrote a fucking bizarre slice of life manga. About oh. himself and his cat. Yes, yes. <laughs> And his cats are drawn like Eldritch Horror. And his, yeah, his cats are like the Garfield memes. <laughs> yes. It, I, oh. I don't know when this thing was unleashed upon the world, but I just started seeing copies of it pop up like the mm-hmm. past two weeks or so while I've been packing orders. And it's, it's it, I, I don't even know what to make of it, but I have to get around to it at some point. Yeah, I, I really want to read that one at some, yeah, at some point as well. Uh, I've read like cl- parts of it online. Um, and I believe he also kind of has like a slight mention of it in one of his books, too. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was if it was Romina or Censor that that had like a like an excerpt from it. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, the that's, cats are wonderful. that's a strong pick. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, which brings us to jam number three. Jam. My number three. It's a video game, full disclosure, I haven't beaten it yet, however, once I say the title, it should explain a lot. It's Shin Megami Tensei V. This is a fucking lengthy, dense fucking JRPG that I've also been trying to balance in between all the extra life shit and all the other fucking nonsense that I've been doing. However, after the... 20 25 hours that i have spent in this game even though that is most likely not too far into the game it would have to do a lot to get it to tumble so like caveat that Mm -hmm. like yeah the game is not completed yet and maybe it shits the bed later on but it is so Mm -hmm. fucking strong right now it is it it is a refinement of basically everything that the Shin Megami Tensei franchise has done up until this point, while evolving it and including new elements like fucking 3D open world Breath of the Wild style platforming, which is kind of weird and interesting and unique while still being a a turn-based JRPG, once again proving to Square Enix that this is a viable format and they don't need to go with... uh whatever the fuck they're doing for their most of their shit. Um, I know you like the Kingdom Hearts franchise, but Lee, but uh, I, I'm so mad at FF7 remake. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah. Please. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I love rejecting God. That's that's. Oh, of course you do, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> on, on on a side note, I, I I didn't bring it up, but on just this other note, um, I told Cat this. Not another vegetable story. No, please. not another vegetable story. <laughs> It's a brief thing. So uh, I bought what I thought was Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Uh, I was also haven't finished the playthrough yet, Lee. But after some of the shit that I was going through, I was really half tempted to put Kingdom Hearts on proud mode as part of my worsts. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, proud mode is, that's is fair. proud mode is is really pissing me off, especially with some of the jank in OG Kingdom Hearts one. It's, oh it's, yeah, proud it, that's, mode. That's the giant asterisk. Proud mode. You. Normal mode? Mm -hmm. Probably fine. Would not would not wind up on worsts at all. Just fuck proud mode. Mm -hmm. But I love you, Lee. And I love watching no, you play no, I feel, no, I feel, I feel you yeah, absolutely. Proud all mode. Right. Yeah, that's all I have to say about rejecting God. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I have, I have no experience with the franchise other than watching you play it. Yeah, um, in the background. The the, the the only thing I can really say about it is I, I've seen a couple people pop into my stream and be like, oh, this is just Pokemon. And um, the franchise has actually been around longer, like a decade longer before Pokemon was even a thing. It's Damn. it's Pokemon, but you're collecting demons instead. Um, oh, and it's actually not Pokemon at all. No, it's it's not. It's it's. It's 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 not in the slightest, uh, and it's also based on a Japanese like the the origins. The first couple SMT games are actually based off of a Japanese novel series, except for Shuckle. Shuckle's a demon. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Shuckle. Shuckle is definitely a demon. Fuck, Fuck Shuckle. Shuckle. <laughs> also, uh, I released uh, that motherfucker. <laughs> also, on, all my homies hate Shuckle. <laughs> just just on, just on the brief note of Pokemon, just so it gets out there. Uh, hashtag Team Bulbasaur, best starter. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Team Bulbasaur. Fire, fire, fire all the way. Charmander. Baby. It depends on the game. Charmander's a cutie. I love Charmander. I love Squirtle. Yeah, but in, no, I, in the first game, it's fire. in the first game, it's Bulbasaur. It's always Bulbasaur. Yeah, Bulbasaur. The only time I didn't do fire was the fire pig, I think, because mm. I was so tired of firefighting combos. No, no, no. Pounding pig is invalid. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yep. All right. Brilliant. Okay, Number strong choice two. there. Okay. Number two. Fuck, let's talk about Arcane. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. I knew I knew it was gonna be on your list. That's my number five. Yeah, I haven't seen a single I, episode of this. Fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm so Okay. Here's the thing to get out of the way right out the gate. This series is fucking great, whether or not you know a thing about League of Legends. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I've been playing League of Legends since season one. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. This game is currently going Today into its I learned. 12th season. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you still play League? Uh, off and on. Um, okay. I'll reinstall it every now and then. Uh, you know, pull out my old best character, Twisted Fate. Shout out to Twisted Fate. <laughs> Shout out to Swim Team General. Um, let's see if I still got the skills with my boy. Um, I, also, I also play a mean Seraphine, but... Um, I, yeah, I started playing this back less than a year after it launched. Um, and this series, first of all, visually, this is the most 
pleasing 3D show I've ever watched. Yeah. This this Absolutely. animation was so fluid, so beautifully done. Um it 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 chose a great group of characters from the admittedly bloated cast to <laughs> focus on. Mm-hmm. Um uh telling telling the story of two sisters who grew up together and were driven apart by class warfare. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of finding their own paths one of them uh one of them getting some hard prison time and one of them being raised by a crime lord and then just seeing how their paths converge again Mm -hmm. and uh the story that they tell is so so care it's such a character piece i I think it's the big takeaway here yes they focus on maybe six characters super intimately and mm-hmm. then another secondary cast of like eight that are really important. Yeah. And the attention that they give these characters, the breathing room they give them to develop naturally and organically mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, it's one of the most. Uh, it's I, I, don't, I don't even know where to where to go with this. This this show is so. <laughs> Well, so pleasing on every level. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can kind of jump in here because I I know almost nothing about League. I've like, you know, I've I've read some of the lore, but I really couldn't like other than the writing being really good. I couldn't give a shit about most of the, you know, the stuff in the backstory because, you know, I've just never been a fan of League. I I tried it for I early before I started working uh, with James, I I applied to uh, Riot or I was applying to Riot. And they were like uh, the person who was who advised me to apply was like, you got to be level 10 in league. And I'm like, okay, I will I will play. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that community is so toxic. Yes. To new blood. uh, And I am far too old and far too female presenting to want to fucking deal with that shit anymore so i just fucking i bailed before i uh like basically i got i think i got like five levels in and i was like i'm done good luck (laughs) bye everybody (laughs) um but uh i will say i've always loved their like promotional stuff like their music videos and their like i think they've always done some insanely aesthetically pleasing like like trailers and you know like like apex legend has like kind of aped off of them and so have like a lot of like overwatch but like riot's really like kind of the first ones that started doing that and man if arcane isn't like the 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 like ultimate goal of that like it's the final crap it's It's, the final form it's like like, came out of the cocoon this this behemoth of a of a franchise that's made billions and billions of dollars let's put that into making actual art and you're just like more of this please and um massive bonus points to also having one of the most uh authentic positive uh lgbt relationships yeah yes in recent media Yes, um, absolutely. For, since we're not doing spoilers, I won't get into that. But this is mm-hmm. a very, very well done uh, LGBT uh, mm-hmm. presentation. Yes. And uh, I, I will I will say I don't think it's a flawless show. That's why it was number five for me. Um, two of my biggest like two of my biggest criticisms are uh, one is kind of a bit double edged because I feel like 
in some ways it was actually refreshing, but in others it was it was kind of like a little bogging to me, like bogged down the show a little. Uh, it's very tropey. Um, okay. There's a lot of, you know, like like you've got the the. Um, Gosh, like the I, and a lot of it is the characters from League are just tropes, right? Yes. Like like you see them and you're like, oh, what is the? And then you're like, oh, I get it, because this is how the League character is. Yeah, they want to appeal to certain buyer types. To, yeah, exactly. You know, we're going to hit this trope. You're like, oh, I've, yeah. you know, the crazy chick trope. It's like, yes. oh, I've, yes, exactly. Make the, that Harley yeah, Quinn you've money. got. Yeah, exactly. You've got Harley Quinn. You've got. Yeah, it's just it, there's there's a lot of that. Um, And and it it felt like the the story, too was was fairly predictable but i actually like in terms of um i've actually found it kind of refreshing in a way because so much media these days is trying to to pull the wool over your eyes to pull the game of thrones subverted expectations and it was really nice to see a show just say yeah we're going to use this trope yeah we're going to present it as is unironically and we're just going to do it really well. And I was just yeah. like, fuck, cool, awesome. That was great, you know? Like, uh, but my other criticism is an actual criticism. I hated the music. Oh, well, yeah. For, for yeah. those of the, those out there who haven't watched uh, Arcane, the opening credits is Imagine Dragons. And they appear in the show later. Who, who so, can kiss the fattest part of my ass. So I'm never they, going they to literally, watch the show. They literally have them as characters later when, like, they first go into the the yeah. undercity or whatever. Canonically, like, imagine dragons. You immediately, and, and, and you immediately, you can immediately me. tell because they're not character designs, and they're like, act, you're like, oh, that's the band. Oh, that's just the actual band. Right. Oh God, they put the actual band in the in the in the show, and it's it's not good. I I get why. I get like that the you know. There's a big history of music video tie-ins with it, but it, it just it, it didn't do it for me at all. It goes a little deeper. Imagine Dragons has a history with League. They've done the oh, theme really? songs for the World Championships three or four times. Okay, oh, okay. I mean, um, Imagine Dragons is kind of the the band of League. Gotcha, and that's fine. It just it was it was I mean, the only time i've ever I, I it was the only time i've ever skipped an op for a for an anime oh i skip it every time every time Hell i yeah. was just like i can't I, like i watched it the first time and i was like cool visuals can't listen to this <laughs> sorry guys yeah yeah so, um, i'm you I'm, sorry the intros. you skip the intros until it pulls that jojo thing on episode <laughs> eight where it's just suddenly a different intro for one episode and you're like yeah <laughs> yeah that the wait it didn't do that right <laughs> Oh, it, it did. Oh, did it? Oh, I yeah. skipped it immediately. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah, there's, okay, there's an well, alternate no. intro on one episode. Okay, I'll, I'll, have but, to go, um, uh, I'll have to go watch that. I thought I thought the, the soundtrack work that was not... Because I also thought that um, even the stuff that wasn't Imagine Dragons was just way too on the nose. I was just like, okay, mm -hmm. you're literally just singing. Like, this isn't a musical. Don't sing about what's actually happening on screen. I just, I don't know. I found it tacky. That's fair. So, I, I, I think that the, uh, such a strength comes from the fact that they could have just rest 100% on the successes of the game, but yeah. it it took steps to create new characters, um, which mm -hmm. as someone who didn't play the games, you know, you wouldn't really know who to like I, say is new or fresh. I, or did, I did not notice at all, but um, um, the, I liked all the characters. Uh, basically, uh, 
a lot of them that you saw were characters pulled straight from the game that you can play as Vi, Jinx. Well, yes, it was um, it was really it was especially obvious during certain fight scenes where clearly an ult would happen. I was like, yes. Oh, yes. Um, this is the this is the cue. <laughs> but a character created specifically for the show is Silco, the crime boss who oh, raises shit. Jinx. Oh, and really? He's, he's great. I think he's my favorite character. Yeah, and he's really he's something good. created specifically for this show. And he's he's one of the most three dimensional fleshed out yes. antagonists I've seen in a long time. I yes. adore Silco. Yeah. And I think I think that probably part of it is that he's for the show. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, I I. I, I also liked that, like, I couldn't tell, like, I couldn't tell who was part mm -hmm. of the show and who or who was part of the games and who wasn't, because everyone seemed to have that same level of, like, character and background. Like, they felt like real living, breathing people who grew and changed and had hardships. It's a tragedy. The show is a tragedy. Hell yeah. You know, like, it is not it is not a happy go lucky thing. It is it is who it's it's rough. It left me feeling so empty because I was like, I want to know what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're you broke my heart, Arcane. Come back. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. regardless of whether or not you're a fan of the game, you know, Arcane is a a banger of a show. Yeah. It is uh, it's greenlit for a second season. Uh, so you know, get on it, folks. Arcane's yeah. the shit. So that's my number two. You guys All really, right. you guys really lost me at American Dragons. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. It's I swear it's brilliant except that, for that. I, I I just removed it from my watch list. Oh no, James. That's uh, we'll, uh, that, okay. You're... We'll make you we'll make you watch it at some point. Right? Yeah. We'll I mean, it's fair. I subjected you to a lot of bullshit. Exactly. I subjected you to Axum. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right keep this train going my number two um i have mentioned it before on the podcast because i was desperately trying to finish this before our lists were finalized um and i loved it so much i'm playing it again on my stream hell yeah you are it's sherlock holmes chapter one <laughs> so, yeah yeah i just and i have i've been a i've been a player of this franchise since like the early aughts um, my first game with them was, I think, Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper, I want to say, was the one. Okay. And then I kind of went went back and like played some of the other old ones, like the, the Cthulhu one that they did and uh, versus the Arsene Lupin and, you know, a bunch of other those games. And they were jank as heck. <laughs> yeah, especially, were... uh, God, fuck, what was that one? Oh, that I never played, played I never Mystery played the, the first, first ones. Yeah, the Mummy one and the Silver Earring I've never played, but yeah, yeah I mean, Well, you were there with me for it. I was the there with least. you, and yes, it's it's rough. It it's was rough. especially they... bad with it crashing every, like, yes, ten minutes. Yes. But... But, but the thing is, that studio has gotten so much better over the years yeah where they they started with this franchise that you know a little bit janky and we really only appealed to like the hardcore adventure audience like me who's willing to sit through a bunch of you know really janky mechanics just to get a good mystery story a mystery adventure story sure um but like sticking with them and now seeing the testament of sherlock holmes devil's daughter uh crimes and punishments and now this mm -hmm. i'm just like 
it's it's amazing. It's amazing to me that uh, to watch a studio grow and just develop and become like you know able to compete on such a huge level, like like up there with with triple A, uh, you know triple A budgets for detection stuff. Like they're the the way they handle like the cases and you solving everything and the, the actual detective work is brilliant. I now, mean, that being said, not a flawless game sure. by any means. Um. They uh, they bite off a lot more than they can chew with certain mechanics. Combat is terrible. Um, yeah, so I, I I definitely I definitely have my criticisms about the game, but uh, I think you know it, it gives a very accurate portrayal of the time period. It even came with a content warning, being like, "Hey, we're we're not going to shy away from some of these darker themes," and you know, this is your warning that. This is, you know, we're not going to whitewash this. We're not going to pretend bad stuff like this didn't happen because it mm. did. And this is what we're presenting. And boy, does it get to some really, really heavy stuff. Good. Um, which I I might actually be getting into like later this week on nice. the stream. Um, yeah. And and it, it it was the first game in a very long time that left me with a moral choice between three options where I actually had to pause the game for an hour and think about what I was going to do. Nice. Because I just, it, it was so it, like, it was such a brilliant, oh, I, I could go on and on and on. I'm just, I'm in love. I bought it on two platforms so I could plat it twice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you sold me on the franchise anyway. I mean, mostly because of the fact that you forced the entire franchise upon me. Uh, and I will be going through the Damn entire, right I did. <laughs> I will be going through the entire franchise at some point with you once I slot Hell out yes. more time. Because I gotta go through Hell the yes. silver earring thing and then we'll eventually get yeah. to the better ones. But I, I am mm -hmm. I have been trying to I think to, you'll like I think you'll like Cthulhu. Cthulhu's a fun I, one. I'm super looking forward to that. I have been not super attentive during your Sherlock Holmes chapter one streams, just so I don't get spoiled on it. Just because of the fact that it's like I know I'm yeah, going to get there eventually. eventually. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that's I'm I'm glad to hear that you really really enjoyed it. And I I remember when yeah. I sent you the the Yahtzee review and like oh god, oh no, what did he <laughs> think? I was like, no, nah, he was he was actually pretty chill with it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. All right, Jam, your uh, number two. My number two has a giant fucking caveat because <gasps> I had watched oh, I thought... half of it beforehand. And <gasps> half of it with you guys. Oh, and that is it's you. Twin Peaks: The Return. Oh shit! Okay. Oh yeah. I, Twin Peaks is my number eight, and I and I I just have the whole of it because oh, I wow. experienced the whole of it for the first time uh, in 2021. Cat, our lists are very similar. Oh really? That's also my number eight. Hey. Hey, <laughs> I did something good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, you did. You did a thing. God damn, dude. Uh, we've we've talked so much about Twin Peaks on this podcast. Two full fucking podcasts about Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for 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 me specifically, it's the return because I I had already seen the first two seasons and Fire Walk with me like ten years ago, maybe <laughs> maybe a bit longer. I had watched roughly the first half of the return when it was airing. But that was back when I was at Naughty Dog working with Cat on Uncharted The Lost Legacy. And without going yeah. into details, there was a lot of crunch. And I just wasn't in the mood to have David Lynch fuck my mind. Uh, 
You yeah, fuck. I think I think you got you said you got to the uh, the black and white episode and you were you started it and we're just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, something, something like that. Not tonight, Lynch. Um, Not tonight, Satan. And uh, yeah, I, I, I conned Lee and Kat into watching the entirety of the series by whining at them incessantly over years and years and years and years. And, years and they, they years finally mm-hmm. gave in because what the fuck else are we going to do during this pandemic? And it finally allowed me to watch the last uh, eight or nine episodes of The Return. And I was so happy with it. I mean, yeah, it's not perfect. And yeah, Dougie gets fucking annoying. Especially (laughs) as we're sitting there just, we want Cooper. But... Hello! Hello! Um, But just... I, I think it was overall worth it with how things pay off uh, mm-hmm. and, and how much of a positive force Cooper was as Dougie throughout the entirety of, of that fucking series. And it's just so weird. And it made you give a shit about Bobby. And it yeah. doesn't wow. like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like do the whole endless fucking nostalgia like the matrix does like yeah there's nostalgia but it's used sparingly and like effectively yeah as far as i remember there was like there were like two scenes basically there's yeah. the one where bobby sees laura's picture and it's and so like, fitting and it hits you so yeah. fucking hard and, and probably the very end where laura and cooper yeah. are walking yeah. That like those those are probably the only bits where it's like, oh yeah, these are direct references to the original. Yeah. But yeah. And everything it, else is just It's so weird yeah. and such strong performances and Kyle McLaughlin is great. Fucking Laura Dern as fucking Diane is just <laughs> chef's fucking kiss. Uh, I'm still mad she wasn't a tape recorder, but, you know. Yeah, you know, it's not perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we got to see the final performances of some fantastic fucking actors. Uh, Kathleen Coulson, I believe is her name, the, mm-hmm. the woman who played the log lady. Harry mm-hmm. Dean Stanton, yep. Miguel Ferrer, and just, it mm-hmm. was... It, it doesn't completely wrap Twin Peaks up, because in typical David Lynch fashion, fuck you. But if yeah. this is the end of Twin Peaks, I am satisfied after yep. waiting a fucking decade for a goddamn ending. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. A satisfying conclusion. And some yeah. really brilliant episodes. That black and white episode is just should be viewed, should that be big screen viewing. Fucking horrifying. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my my inclusion of it on the list incorporates everything because I yeah. binged the entire franchise into this year. Um, and yeah, de- definite highs and lows. There were some, you could say, peaks and valleys. <laughs> um, the lows were all James but, scenes in season two. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah there's James. the rough James scenes in yeah, season fuck me. two. But there's some extreme highs, like uh, the entirety of Fire Walk with me is fucking oh outstanding amazing yeah um, is just fucking and 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 sure uh, yeah wow just holy I, shit. oh my god She's i have so a good. hard i have a hard time believing that back when the first couple seasons were on tv that it was this like accepted like the, when mm-hmm. i saw the entertainment magazine cover with like 
three of the leads i'm like where was like water cooler talk like i'm just used to david lynch's shit kind of being like for the weird artsy people Uh like the fact that this was a major (laughs) major series yeah just fucking blows my mind but yeah what does it say about society yeah start with (laughs) um yeah peaks and end with fucking end with fucking 90 day fiance farting in a jar Oh, oh Jesus! Um, Let's not. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Let's yeah. Not talk uh, about that. Yeah, just uh, the strong, uh, the whole, yeah. the, the strength of the series is a strong cast of characters. If if mm-hmm. Cooper is Jonathan Joestar, then Hawk <laughs> is Waifu Speedwagon. <laughs> Hawk, Hawk is great. Deputy Andy is too pure. Lucy is oh, too pure. Yeah. Sheriff Truman yeah. is a saint. Wait, so who's Dio? Uh, Dio's Bob. Although the rape sphere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that is a completely accurate thing to call him. I don't know. You know, the, like, villain, don't know. the villain of Twin Peaks, the rape sphere. Oh, may, may, like, maybe Wyndham like, Earl. Maybe Wyndham Earl. Earl. Yeah. Wyndham yeah. Earl. There you go. There Even Coop is go. more Kira, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, that's true. Wow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was my number eight. Yeah, yep, it's, same. it's just, I, I guess the only thing I can uh, end, end, end my gushing with is I'm so tired. Get my, get my <laughs> so tired. I'm so tired. Audrey. Audrey. Oh. I'm gonna write you it, out of the it, story if you don't get my coat. It it has it has been a long podcast. Thank you all for sticking with us. Yeah. But we made it. Number yeah, one. We're here. Number one. Our number one best of 2021. Lee, kick us off. Absolutely. Uh, I want to amend a statement I made earlier when I said, yeah, it's so hard picking uh, the order of these three because they're all 10 out of 10s. My number one is decidedly not a 10 out of 10. And I will I will openly admit that. Gasp. Um, The the troubled uh, history of it, it's troubled release. Cyberpunk 2077 is a fucking masterpiece. Wow. Wow. Cyberpunk 2077 deserves a lot of the flack it gets. Okay. CD Projekt Red promised way too much. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of cutting back features and releasing a working title, they tried to honor their commitments and released a mess. And then shaded a blame at QA in the uh, apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always a will, good look. Never do that. I will I will make zero attempt to try to redeem mm-hmm. CD Project Red for how they handled the situation, how they handled the development of this game. But the amount of work and care that did go into it from these developers, this this game is unreal. Um the the best way yeah. I heard it uh phrased was from my uh my partner in crime austin uh the shabakis who said i only wish that people could have had the experience with the game that i had there um this this game is a completely immersive experience it is one of those rare instances where you don't just lose yourself in playing the game you do really feel like you are a part of this world night city is the most well executed overworld in all of gaming to me um it 
it gets all this negative press of like, oh, look at all these people walking around the city. They're just like walking NPCs. Like, why aren't they doing unique stuff? It's like, I want you to look at what this game is doing and compare it to other products out there. The fact that these characters are all, you know, walking around and just doing their thing in this completely uh, filled to the brim with content world. It feels like a living, breathing city. You're getting upset that one doesn't like stop and pick his nose for five seconds or something like. Yeah, I think I think a major problem is that they were promised exactly that, right? Yeah. It's yes. people it's people coming in with exceptionally high expectations, which were fed by the developers or by the, you know, the higher ups who were giving all these who were advertising all these things that were just untenable in the end. But I I, I, yeah. I, I can't I can't blame them, but I or I can't I can't blame people for being disappointed, but I do appreciate that like your take on it being that like this is still one of the best living, breathing, open world, like, like worlds. Environments. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. I've, I've seen people with legitimate gripes about this game being, you know, okay, your character has an apartment you can go to. Mm-hmm. You can decorate the apartment with stuff that you collect through storyline progression. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a vault for your weapons. You have a bed that you can sleep in. You have a couch you can sit in and turn on a TV that actually runs programming. It runs programming. It runs commercials and talk shows. There is a mirror where you can look in the mirror and and do like six different facial features of just like you mugging around. And I had someone uh, with a legitimate gripe of why can't I take a piss in the toilet? immersion broken like death stranding did it (laughs) fuck out of here um so to to just you know gloss over it is you know i want to make piss bombs lee (laughs) yeah just just to give the skinny on a little a little bit of all these features um massively immersive world the narrative is wonderful um a big complaint is that the three separate life paths nomad street kid and corpo uh, don't feel different enough, um, which there are ways that your choice of life path uh, implements your decisions in the game. Mm-hmm. But the strength of the narrative that's being told is more powerful than all these little alterations that you could theoretically be able to make with these branching life paths. It's like, sure, the strength of this story can't be compromised by an incessant need for i want my class to feel different from the other class yeah the story told in cyberpunk as just a narrative is beautiful it is a it is a deep rich world about political corruption uh commercialism uh our our sanctity of the flesh itself god-given rights uh it's it's a haunting little you know gateway into what what our world might look like because this game tries to tackle a lot of the issues of like well our society the past you know 10 20 years has been going this way you know let's entertain what it would be like if it kept pushing that envelope further um amazing leading performance by uh by mr reeves 
Keanu Reeves as uh, Johnny Silverhand, who's a, a great character. Fuck yeah. Um, wake the fuck up, Samurai. <laughs> wake, that's right. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. Um, I have a follow-up question once you're done gushing. Yeah, the, 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 um, the, the big one I need to give some love to is when you start the game, you, get your, you take your pick of um, which voice you want your character to have, male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, full voice acting for both, uh, obviously, which is a, a wonderful testament to these two actors because of how much dialogue is in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the female V, uh, Shirami Lei, I believe her name's pronounced, the greatest voiceover performance I've ever heard. She, she not just outshines her also talented male counterpart. She, she's incredible. Um, got the characters, the performances, the environment, the, the game suffers a little bit from strange difficulty curve. Um, the, you know, admittedly comedic, bugs and glitches that still pop up Mm -hmm. Um, which unfortunately the console players are just going to have a harder time with the pc versions that i played ran pretty damn well um yeah yeah, my will will play my husband played on pc and he really enjoyed it but yeah we saw some people really struggling with consoles i have the xbox version and i haven't touched it because i've been waiting for the uh the series x version so mm. and that oh, hasn't come out yet you should, yeah. so, it, so it's been a, sitting a, unopened for a year now <laughs> jesus as a follow-up lee have you played the cyberpunk ttrpg ever no okay all of was, my all of my D tabletop stuff is homebrewed um, okay with the exception of some 5e but i'm very mm-hmm. tempted to play it yeah yeah I've I've heard I've heard good things, um, but it's never cyberpunk has never been a uh, uh, an aesthetic I go for. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, apparently it's a great system. So yeah, it, it's got. And I, it, I was kind of wondering if it compared at all because I know it's based on that. Uh, it's, it's not so much based off of the rule set of the tabletop game, but it no, does but... hold. Um, does pull characters specifically yes. from, uh, from that world, like Johnny Silverhand. Uh, yes, yeah, that's that's and Adam's and like factions in that world. And yes, the nomads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I I guess I was actually curious if it pulled any mechanics because like uh, the Call of Cthulhu game does actually pull like dice rolls essentially. Oh, interesting. No, it's, this it's very um, weird. <laughs> no, this this plays. Um, uh, not as I wouldn't call it looter shooter. Um, it looks like more of a Fallout style. That's much more accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It, it feels cool. very much like a Fallout system, mm-hmm. um, but integrating a quick hacking system on enemies to kind of act as like your quote spell casting. Um, oh, very cool. So, like, uh, since synthetic augmentations are such an important thing in the uh, in the universe. You know, you can be in the middle of a gunfight and then hack into your target's uh, hardware and like short circuit their um, their ocular implants. So mm. they'll go blind and oh, start shit. shooting in random directions. Oh, that's or really cool. If they're using like a high tech grenade as opposed to just like a pull pin, mm-hmm. you can <gasps> start the detonation process <laughs> on their pocket. 
Oh, that's great. So just cool shit like that. Yeah. Um, just yeah, I you know I can't gush enough about the the characters. Judy Alvarez, Pan Am Palmer, Carrie Uridine, just like it's such a a rich cast of characters. Fun gameplay. Uh, I've put four hundred hours into it. Wow. Wow. I think four hundred. Um. Yeah, I I know life to the fuck out of this game. When when uh, <laughs> when it came out, it was my escape from the quarantine. Yeah. I I would joke with the rest of my housemates which they were also all playing cyberpunk and mm-hmm. as jazzed about it as i was nice um we joked that for like the first three months we lived in night city oh because just like fuck the quarantine we live yeah, here yeah absolutely um, so That's awesome i i will sing its highest praises while recognizing its troubled development and yes. um unscrupulous business side mm-hmm. um as soon as as soon as you can get your hands on this game, if you're if you're um, if you're hesitant about committing to something that could still be buggy for a high price point, um, wait for a Steam sale. It occasionally yeah. goes to like thirty percent off. You know this game is absolutely worth forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I regret nothing about paying full price for it, mm-hmm. um, but just because some people might have a little hesitation. Yeah, I think I'd 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 personally wait for I me myself I'd wait for a sale. Um, That's fair. Just because Absolutely. somebody in my household already owns it, so you know. Sure. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> but okay. just on a just on a first time playthrough and not co- and, uh, not uh, completionist style, of a run of the campaign will probably take you sixty to eighty hours. Okay. okay. That's not too bad. That's not because I was expecting like Witcher levels, and I'm like, oh, well, it's it's it is Witcher level, Mm -hmm. um, but that's because I'm trying to think of more. Just like if you're not really doing like all the side quests and side content, if you're big on doing side quests, you'll commit maybe 120 hours. Oh no, okay. Um, we'll we'll see about that then yeah that's, that's I, I haven't played witcher 3 yet either because of that exact reason where i'm witcher like, 3 took I'm me 90 of, hours for a playthrough that's, yeah exactly i'm scared of that's part the of the content. reason why i felt comfortable putting like shin megami tensei 5 at 3 despite not baiting it because this is like a hundred hour long game I, yeah exactly i put 25 hours into it i am going to beat it eventually but like mm-hmm. it is such a, like a behemoth of a game that it's like yeah yeah, I'm not going to finish it anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lee, that is an incredibly strong number one. Clearly means a lot to you. And burn. Bravo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bravo. I, I, I love it. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, so my, oh my God, one... the soundtrack. Go listen to the soundtrack. Oh, Sorry, geez. I'm done. I'm done. I'm okay. done. The soundtrack. You better be. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So um, my number one. I will admit is a little bit of a cheat, um, especially for people who know me very well. Uh, This is a really obvious pick for my number one for this year. Um, I have been playing this game since I was a little girl. Uh, It was one of the first video games I ever played. I have played countless remakes and remasters of it and sequels and endlessly. And this was the first remake I've played that felt like I was back in my house in like 1996 
sitting on my mom's lap, clicking the mouse with her. Uh, oh, so my yeah. number one is Mist 2021. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this game holds a very, very special place in my heart. Um, the original is literally what got me into gaming. It's literally the first like first time I remember playing through a game and just being fully immersed in a universe. And I cannot believe how well the remake captured that. I like. You know, I mean, grant granted very much so that the you know, the graphics on my like Apple Macintosh back in the day were nothing to sneeze at. It was not the you know, the amazing AAA, super immersive, super realistic rendering of everything that you see in modern games today. Um, but man, did they capture an atmosphere and a mood and a sense of place. You felt like you were in that world. And that is what was captured in this one again. Um, and again, I've, I've played countless remakes that kind of just like really missed the mark on that. And this one was the first one uh, that I just like, you know, they, they did all new 3D environments, all new movement. Um, there's even a mode where it randomizes the puzzles just in case, you know, you're like me and you're incredibly familiar with them. <laughs> um, I have actually like replayed Myst every five years or so because I like to kind of like get a basically enough time passes that I'm kind of like refreshed a little bit on the puzzles. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the the biggest criticism I had uh, when I got it was that they had replaced the FMV performances uh, for the the brothers and uh, uh, Atris with a um, with 3D models and 3D models didn't quite work for me. Um, but the game actually patched in the original performances uh, again in a, in a in a later update after I had played it on stream. Uh, nice. And so, like, you know, not only was it a brilliant game, it's devs listening to player feedback. It's, you know, quickly fixing bugs and issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't gush enough about this franchise just being just the all time closest franchise to my heart. And so it was, you know, even though there are a lot of things that I really loved on this best of list, this will always be number one to me. Strong entry. Damn, that's a that's a that's a strong fucking pick. No, just I, I, when you were giving your your opening there, I'm like, is it gonna be? Wait, was that last year? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yep, yep. I the the one thing I haven't done with Miss 2021 is uh, there is a VR version. Um, oh, I really really want to play it. I just don't have a VR setup for my PC. Uh, it was, it's like the one thing that has tempted me to get to like, you know, shell out the like hundreds of dollars for one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's maybe a little bit too much of an investment right now for me, but someday in the future, I will play it in VR. Oh yeah. And all I right. love it all over again. <laughs> Solid list. Yeah. All right, James, tell us why your number one is Squid Game. <laughs> I actually haven't even seen Squid Game. Uh, I I did think about putting. Actually, there were a couple of things I probably should have put on uh, honorable mention. Squid Game was one of them, and Scissor Seven was another one. Those well, are two that I don't think you guys have, or I, I don't know if you've watched Squid Game, Lee, but I don't yeah. think anyone's watched Scissor Seven. Yeah, no, heard of no, it. but 
Oh yeah, god, but... it's it's an anime. It's on Netflix. It's a it's a Chinese anime actually. Um, and it's it's wild. Nice. <laughs> anyway, right. James. So my number one cat. It's similar to yours in the sense that it is kind of a cheat. <laughs> and my number mm-hmm. one is near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine, which okay. if anybody is wondering why it has that fucking ridiculously <laughs> long number, it's because that is the square root of one point five. Near replicant oh. is not quite a remaster. It is not quite a remake. It's mm-hmm. th- I believe they've called it a version up. Um, what makes it a bit unique is that in Japan, uh, the original Nier, there are two versions of the game. There is Nier Replicant and there is Nier Gestalt. In Nier Gestalt, which is the version that was ported to the West, is just Nier. You play as a father taking care of his young daughter. And in Nier Replicant, you play as a bishy boy young man taking care of his younger sister. Um... Specifically, Gestalt was made because the Square Enix was afraid that the Bishonen-style protagonist would not appeal to the West, but Yoko Taro was very insistent that he wanted a Bishonen protagonist. Um, the original Nier is very close to my heart. It is a well-written game, but the gameplay in that thing is janky as fuck. <laughs> uh, you've, you've said. <laughs> as I've said, yeah. it It is, it is not necessarily great and near replicant remastered whatever the fuck you want to call it is the game it should have been it's specifically a remaster of of again the replicant version so it's brother near uh they actually on top of remastering the graphics they've uh revamped the combat system to bring it closer to near automata so newer fans can kind of get get into the groove a bit more uh, most importantly, they added a fucking lock-on system, which makes combat a dream. In the original Nier, there's no lock-on, so it's just, you have to fucking pray that your attack will hit the goddamn enemy. Uh, they completely recomposed every single song of the game. And more importantly, which is something that doesn't really happen all that often with remasters... They went back and they added in content that they cut from the original release. Oh. Um, and it is so seamlessly integrated that people who have played this remaster were unaware that it was cut content. Some have even said that that particular like quest line that you go through is like the best in the game. It's it's that fucking good. Um, it is just. A dream that Yoko Taro finally has a, 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 a budget and is able to, like, get competent teams working for him and to realize, like, his world and his vision. Uh, my it's, it's not quite perfect since, like, some of the recomposed tracks, I kind of prefer the original version compared to, like, the newer, more bombastic type. Um, and while I think that Brother Nier is a great protagonist... I think the story is is a little more interesting and more compelling when told from a father's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since Nier, as a, as, as a father character, is a far more jaded and cynical individual. Although Brother Nier does kind of 
go through that process where he starts a little more he starts the game a little more hopeful and by the end of the game he's kind of a bloodthirsty cynical asshole so it's like there's a bit more of a character arc to brother near than father near but at least for me personally i connect more with the father near character but it 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 is for me what a remake or remaster should be where it 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 improves any of the issues that were there in in the original game while leaving for the most part everything that was fine you know uh and goes the step beyond where it adds cut content which like i said is is virtually unheard of like one of the things with the demon souls remake everybody was really hoping that they'd add in the cut world since demon souls had a rocky development cycle and blue point uh they 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 said yeah we don't feel comfortable touching that since it it would be sort of our interpretation as opposed to what the finalized version for miyazaki would have been and i can respect that but it still is a mm-hmm. little disappointing. But it it's nice to see that stuff that they had to cut from the original release finally gets to see the light of day in gameplay form 11 years later, 11 years after the fact. Um, it is one of the most emotionally draining narratives I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, absolutely banger of a fucking soundtrack even in this new 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 form um really rich and compelling characters uh that are just you'll love them uh they all have their quirks and their their charms and 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 whatnot and i I, get to hang out with james's gay skeleton son my gay skeleton son my grumpy book dad (laughs) and my bitch queen kine uh all over again it's 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 so delightful and and they even like one of the pieces of cut content too was uh an actual additional ending uh that they uh they released as a short story sometime after the uh, after the first game came out and they actually went back and turned it into a proper ending that you can unlock in this game and it is genuinely satisfying and 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 delightful to experience uh yeah that's that's really all I have to say about it. I fucking love Nier, and I love the Mad Lad mm-hmm. Yoko Taro, and I'm I'm so happy that he gets money now. <laughs> Hell to yeah. spend on more Android booty. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I feel and, like all of our number ones have been very fitting to each of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very, very I, fitting. I I I don't think a day goes by without James. Sending a near meme or making a near reference or going on a tangent about Yokotaro. <laughs> yeah, well, me, me, I mean, half the Discord is basically me and Cal Yokotaroing it up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yep. just endless fucking nonsense of just the, the insanity that is Yokotaro and playing up his works and how batshit fucking insane they are. And how well written they are and how the the soundtrack is is really good but again like i will not like similar to you lee with 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 the the bugs and cyberpunk i will not defend the gameplay in any of yokotaro's games pre near near automata i i I will not it's (laughs) they are they are they are mediocre at best uh frustrating at worst I will defend Mist with my dying breath. 
it's it's what do you mean you're just pulling levers randomly no you're fucking not <laughs> yeah it's it's like again uh i i i i it's it's one of those things where i recommend the older games to people but i also don't recommend the older games to people and i'm just so happy that one of his older games is finally fucking playable <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it's well shit we oh, made it, it. Yeah, yeah, we made it, and it, it only took yeah. three hours, which is shorter <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, probably yeah. probably a good idea, just like we're at the very end now, just yeah. do the quick roundup. Um, yes. My my top ten from ten to one were Dune, Josh Strife Hayes, Twin Peaks, Malignant, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, RE Village, Ice Nine Kills with the Silver Scream 2, other side, Arcane, and at number one, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Uh, my best of was, number starting at number 10, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil Re Welcome to Raccoon City, then Twin Peaks, Malignant, Midnight Mass, Arcane, uh, The Whole of JoJo's, <laughs> uh, Censor by Jinji Ito, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, and then finally at number one, the most recent... 2021 remake of mist and then uh for me it goes godzilla versus kong pg psycho gorman the autopsy of jane doe resident evil welcome to raccoon city dune part one haunting ground malignant shin megami tensei 5 twin peaks the return and then once again at number one and i'm gonna read the full title because fuck you <laughs> Near yeah. replicant version 1.22474487139. Yeah. Let's Hell fucking yeah. go. We 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 did it. We saved the city. We saved the city. We, but it still got nuked. It did. <laughs> Justice for Cal. Justice for Cal. Justice for Cal. I'm, I'm glad that we finally was able to clear the air and now I can sleep soundly tonight when yes. I'm drunk about and I, I, <laughs> have you been drunk this whole time i have been drunk for the last hour and a half yes i i, I had a little oh, too much okay <laughs> okay but that's you fair. performed that's very fair. well yeah <laughs> i didn't even notice uh so um typically we usually go through and, and say kind of what we've been up to but uh yeah. i've i've kind of mostly just been up to compiling this list and i mean i guess i guess we can still do a brief sort of what did we do over Christmas or, you know, whatever, since, since what have Matrix. you as, yeah, as a, as a, as a quick uh, aside. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep it super brief. Um, yeah. Just for, uh, just for avoiding bloat. Yes. Uh, I, just earlier today, I saw the new Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it fucks. It is super <laughs> good. Mm -hmm. Um, I am someone who's very, very tired of all the superhero stuff, but this mm -hmm. movie was, fucking wonderful um awesome. other than that i've just been playing through kingdom hearts 3 which i haven't played enough to consider for this list mm -hmm. um and uh that's about it i've i've been i've been bogged down with work because uh it's post-holiday oh, sort yeah. of retail recovery everyone coming in with their returns and complaints so you know mm -hmm. just field and all that good stuff so it's been yeah been yeah. a little bit of a mellow time for me Okay. Um, over uh, over the break, I played 
not one, but two TTRPG one-shots. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. That was like the only thing I did. Uh, the first one I did was actually my first original Call of Cthulhu one-shot. Hell yeah. So I wrote it completely from ground up. It was a murder mystery on a train um, with some with a supernatural twist. Um, basically, I pitched elevator pitch. It was a uh, uh, sort of murder on the Orient Express meets the thing. Um, oh, shit. Hell yeah. yeah. And it went really, really well. Nice. Um, you know, in 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 typical Cthulhu fashion, one person died, one person went mad. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the other TTRPG experience I had was as a player, I played through a um, Fall of Delta Green one shot, uh, which if you guys don't know, Fall of Delta Green is similar to Call of Cthulhu in that it's using the mythos, but it takes place in like the 60s and uh, Fall of Delta Green has a very specific timeline where it's like while that organiz- it's like it's supposed to be essentially the X-Files and Fall of Delta Green is while that agency is sort of on their downward spiral to their eventual dissolution. Um, and it was real dope. We uh, accidentally let uh, Cthulhu out into the world. So nice, mm. you know, <laughs> accidentally in quotes, accidentally in quotes. We also killed a man. So Bobby killed a guy. <laughs> it was, it was great. Yeah. Bobby killed a guy. <laughs> um, well, yeah, right. it, was a, it was a very fun break. Um, I mean, I, for, for me, I mean, outside of streaming, uh, I already mentioned two of them in my honorable mentions, but you know, I watched Turbo Kid and Suburban Sasquatch. Um, post cutoff for our list, I watched two additional movies. Um, the, the, the first one was um necrotronic which is sort of a it's an australian movie that's basically kind of doom meets ghostbusters i guess is the best way to describe it it's it's sort of a, a an, an action horror comedy it wasn't quite i mean it, it, it was torn apart by critics uh but i watched a youtube video that was sort of like this is kind of basically the best doom movie that has come out even though it's not doom um it has uh it's 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 a fun little Australian movie though. Uh Monica Bellucci plays the big bad. Um and it's 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 neat, it's schlocky, it's a throwback to eighties eighties cinema and whatnot. Uh but it, it was a little little better better or worse than Psycho Gorman. Worse. Uh okay. it, it wasn't it, it it definitely like even if I had watched it before the cutoff, it definitely wouldn't have made my top ten. Uh, not by a long mm, shot. Like gotcha. I enjoyed it, but it was fine. Uh, yeah. The other one was a, another Australian movie that is also a throwback to uh, 80s cinema. It's kind of been a throwback 80s cinema period of a couple weeks for me. Is uh, a film called Lieutenant Jangles. Uh, this is actually made partly made by a YouTuber I follow uh, called Cordry FX. It's a very profane. Oh. Uh, vulgar stupid throw throwback to like like buddy cop movies and whatnot and like schlocky 80s action films uh mm -hmm. a lot of jokes hit really fucking hard a lot of some of the other jokes don't quite hit as hard uh mm -hmm. 
it overall was was overall pretty funny uh it it does have like my second favorite joke of the year just for fucking how stupid and profane it was where uh there's this love scene between the main character lieutenant jangles and 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 some chick or whatever and then afterwards you know his phone rings because like his partners are trying to get a hold of him to to like you know help stop the big bad and he answers the phone and just immediately responds with i've got come on me and it's just so stupid that it it I, I had to kind of pause the movie and, and, and laugh just because of how fucking idiotic it is. Uh, it, it does, it ties in a lot of like 80s tropes uh, into it. It's sometimes literally like, you know, the whole macho pissing contest thing. There's actually pissing contests in the film where two of the cops are trying to see if they can pee higher on a fence than each other. It is a very dumb fucking comedy. But it was fun. It it wouldn't have made my top ten if I had watched it pre cutoff date. But I enjoyed it, uh, and especially for how stupid and schlocky and over the top it was. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's basically it. It's been a good week. Yeah. 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 Dang. We did it. I, we did yeah. it. I All right. I don't that know was, what our. That was. I don't know what our next podcast is going to be, but it'll be something. Yeah, I mean, we got, we still got Bebop on the burner. We've got, Bebop, you know. JoJo's. Uh, we, we got could, a yeah. list. We could break up JoJo's yeah. into. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. One, gotta... one through five and then six is its own. No, no, no. no. I, I think, I think we got to go something a little, a uh, little more lighthearted for the next one. Mm. I'm, I'm looking at Grave Encounters. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I would be down. Uh, Love me do some the, do I, the Grave I, Encounters I, Demon House double feature. I, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that Grave actually, Encounters too. That actually mm-hmm. reminds me. I did. I, I completely forgot that I watched Grave Encounters for the first time last year. That's an honorable mention for me. Yes. <gasps> uh, but I yeah, guess we'll save yeah, more of that discussion good. for for later. Uh, yes. I actually am thinking yeah. we might we might be able to squeeze in a guest for a Grave Encounters Demon House. Thing. Mm. Excellent. Uh, Good. Love, love our guests. Yeah, uh, they've all been great so far. Yeah, this would be a, a new guest. Uh, she was there for Axum. I'll just say that. I think that would be perfect. <gasps> Amazing. Very yes, yeah. she would be perfect. That would be. Oh perfect. my gosh. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's cool. do our sign-offs. Yeah. Um. So it again, it's your girl, the Attack Cat, aka Cat. Um. You can catch me on Twitch. Uh, we're actually going to stream and plat uh, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. Uh, we're about halfway through the story at this point, and uh, it's a very it's a very easy, quick plat, so we're going to have fun. Hell yeah, and this is your favorite sentient mass of scarves and prayer beads, uh, the Valley Jester. Uh, you can check my shit over at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. Uh, we're doing Kingdom Hearts 3 at the moment. Um, and then as soon as we conclude that, we are going to be delving into, uh, FF7 Remake on PC. Time Ghosts. Ooh. Oh, oh, time there ghosts. will be Time Ghosts. <laughs> Get them. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so this is James, aka Saber0307. You can check me out at twitch.tv slash Saber0307. Uh, I'm still working through all of the Extra Life things, along with now Drakengard, and, you know, Still trying to go through Yakuza and the story of seasons and 
clear out some of the remaining back to ghoul stuff and get back to Barkley shut up and jam Gaiden and all sorts of other stuff that I keep putting off because of hack fraudery and or hey let's do fucking phasmo again uh yeah, yeah. so eventually hopefully I can clear out that list and get to some newer shit we'll see hell yeah uh anyways uh so that'll do it for this episode y'all take care of yourselves stay safe uh be excellent to each other and um everybody just realized that balan wonderworld sucks dick hunky boys <laughs> also get fucked wow hello Goonbot here. I have nothing of value to add to the conversation. I just wanted to chime in so people are aware that I am still a thing. Also Saber is a hack fraud fuck. <laughs>